0: Uh, one two three mark. mark don't you normally
1: do you go three two one normally i don't know <laughs> oh i think i was like slightly delayed because it threw me off that you were going one two three instead of three two one but
0: i should do what did freddie do and i carly do you remember and five four, four three two two that was very important he doesn't say one he goes
1: yeah yeah yeah, I think like they that. even made, like, a little meme about it in the show. They were like, you don't say the one! Because they were, like, someone else was saying the one, and he was, like, losing his mind or something. <laughs> I don't remember.
0: Okay, um... Okay. This is the episode. Wait, how do I start Sorry, this? Sorry, imagine,
1: um, imagine, imagine, imagine <laughs> being like, hey, we're going to put you on a TV show, and do you know who you're going to be on the TV show? The fucking cameraman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, he was more the than pretty, a cameraman,
0: but... He was much more than a cameraman. Was, I th- it's actually... <laughs> pretty offensive that you I'm you sorry.
1: Know. I'm sorry, Freddy. Freddy, I'm sorry. Anyway, shall we
0: Yeah, get into this. Let's let's we don't got time to talk about Icarly. We got to talk about Naruto. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um
0: okay. Uh welcome to Analog stick a PlayStation 2 podcast. The podcast where every month we do a deep dive on one PS2 title. We cover the game's development history, discuss its legacy, as well as share our thoughts and opinions on the game through a modern lens. We release a new episode on the 2nd of every month, so subscribe or follow if you'd like to stay up to date with the show. Please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating on whatever platform you like to listen on. You can find us on podcast platforms as analog stick and YouTube as analog stick. I got messed up because the old intro was different because oh. we had a different name, but now it's the same name. Uh I'm your host, Clayton, joined as always by my glitch-riddled co-host Morgan. Morgan, how are you?
1: Um, my body is being ripped apart at the seams. My flesh and and there are guts and viscera being smeared all over the screen because the textures, my skin texture is being ripped off of my body mm-hmm. in a seizure-inducing um flash. Yeah. So- I-
0: the listeners can't see this, but I noticed that the world behind you has disappeared in you now.
1: As yeah, there is a gem floating in the distance behind me. You will not mm. believe this. Um always and, out of reach though. And the skybox, you know, the skybox could use some more details as well, I think. It's a little mm. bit lackluster.
0: Yes. I feel like we are now perfectly equipped to talk about this game with you experiencing <laughs> the game in real life now. Yeah. So okay.
1: It's a it's a nightmare. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a nightmare. I don't know why I'm trying to blaze through this. I drank most of my coffee. Oh
1: yeah, that that'll do it. I bet
0: I am caffeinated.
1: Okay, well I ate two bowlfuls of spaghetti, so I'm a little bit sluggish. If I'm being honest, (laughs) got them carbs weighing me down.
0: Uh, I didn't eat uh, dinner, so I'm Uh,
1: your empty stomach plus caffeine. You are mm -hmm. probably a a little bit of a mess right now.
0: I'm like a bomb. All right, (laughs) all right. So housekeeping uh same as last few months continue to write in with uh feedback analog mail at com. compiling all those nice to hear from all you lovely people yeah i want some hate i want people to start flaming us well, Morgan doesn't want that though so don't, don't do that
1: i want your i want your lore i said that last episode oh yeah I think, give us good I, stuff i want i want your discussions and and just pour your heart out about these games please
0: Mm-hmm. And much like how we conduct the show, feel free to get off topic. You don't got to yeah. worry about the PlayStation 2. Well, you
1: pl- talk about Naruto. Can if we you talk, want about Naruto? talk about Naruto?
0: You can. We might have to start advertising that we talk about Naruto with how much Naruto talk happens. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's the Naruto segment now. Okay. <laughs> let's get
0: into the Naruto segment, uh, which I have deemed random bullshit in the Google Doc. I so, see that. Naruto time. Um, I am. Deep into the Naruto filler at the moment. I know last episode I claimed I was going to skip the filler and I almost did this. Mm -hmm. I skipped to like the last set of episodes that you're supposed to watch in the original art or the the original show. And I made it like five seconds in. I saw Kakashi and his little dog and I love that little dog.
2: Yeah. Um, But I'm like,
0: I just felt so dirty. I had to go back and rewatch it. I'm like, I can't skip 500 episodes. That's wrong. So I uh, went back and I am now, I'm now most of the way through it. I think I have two seasons left. Okay. You're catching so up. I'm well, I'm, I've been through many arcs, some good, some bad, mm-hmm. a lot of in between. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, so just to, you know, we got to catch everyone up who doesn't know about this. Uh, and you can say this, you probably know more exact, but. What's the deal with this filler? It's filler because the manga wasn't like up to date. Like the show like caught up with the manga faster than the manga was keeping up with itself basically, right?
1: I actually... So I actually don't know about that um, part. I mean, I, I know that the filler is 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 content that's not in the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that reason, a lot of people consider it like stuff that happens within the filler is not considered canon. I, I feel like it was... I, I feel like the filler is maybe to buy time for like Shippuden to come out or maybe like Shippuden was in like pre-production and they were trying to like mm. buy time for that. I don't, I don't I don't actually know.
0: Maybe. I take issue with the whole non-canonical thing because like okay. this isn't a multimedia storyline. This is the TV show and this yeah. is the manga. It's based off the manga. Right. But it's anything that the TV the TV show could change whatever it wanted. And it would be in that canon for the TV show.
1: So, so you're suggesting that the manga has, the manga is its own canon and the TV show is its own canon. So, they're I both... feel like that's how
0: it should be. Okay. Personally.
1: Okay. I don't but really have a strong opinion on this either way, but.
0: I mean, unless they wanted to do something where it was like, but it's the same, pe- like, I don't know, like The Walking Dead, for example. Very um, famously, like, <laughs> I don't know, famously, but just completely different canons. Like mm-hmm. the premise is the same. It follows the same characters. They do wildly different things. They go to the same places, same beats. Okay. Sometimes, shot for shot, same stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But it's wildly different as far as who the characters are and what they do and how they interact with each other. Sometimes there's new characters in the show versus the like comics and stuff. But it, maybe that's like tainted how I come into this. But even though it's like very heavily based off the manga, I'm like, it doesn't need to be the same in any regard. Like They could handle yeah. a character completely differently and they could mm-hmm. you know exclude a character make a new character and I'd be like it's not that like it's not like that character's not canon. I mean it exists right I'm right. seeing I'm I see with my eyeballs right now.
1: I also think I could I could be wrong about this. I feel like I I I was like reading through <laughs> I have a, a Naruto board on Pinterest because of course I do. Um and I feel like I saw something that was like Kishimoto, the the author of the manga, um actually did Write some of the filler episodes as well. I think maybe I could be wrong, but um, mm. so that's maybe also worth considering. I don't know.
0: Oh, okay, um, and you are jumping back and forth right now between shippuden and the Naruto filler,
1: yeah, yeah. I wanted to go back and see some of that because it seemed like you were really enjoying the filler, so I was like, well, I'll go back so that we can you know kind of be on the same page. Um, I think mm-hmm. I got up to I definitely got past the bug, the, the finding bug. the bug arc,
0: which is my, I think. I think it's my favorite arc so far. Okay. I really enjoyed it.
1: And then... Not my
0: favorite arc, my favorite filler arc.
1: Okay. Like, that's fair. What, what's your favorite like arc that you've seen so uh, far? I mean, it's
0: definitely... The, uh, it's definitely the... I mean, it's... <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's the tuning exam. It's, it's like, the
1: tuning exam. Okay. Okay.
0: Like, I, I know it's the boring answer, but it's the true answer. Like...
1: Yeah. I mean... I think that's fair. That's <gasps> a lot of people's favorite.
0: I do really like shikamaru leading that squad of boys uh-huh. out after Sasuke. That's good. I really like it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have Rockley fighting Gara. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does have drunken, drunken fists, fist Rockley. <laughs> but it doesn't have Rockley fighting Gara. It doesn't have Rockley taking off the training weights. Yeah, actually it actually does, but
1: But not um, not with that like reveal where you're like Not with the oh same my
0: God. reveal. Yeah. I think that's tainting my thing. It's because like Tuning exams is when I started to come around on everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when I started to really like everybody. Okay. And it's also like such a long and like varied arc, like takes you so far, covers so much.
1: Right. Like you have, you have like life or death fights. You have like maybe like these kids being stupid kids. You probably have a little bit of like slice of life feelings thrown in.
0: Yeah. It's just,
1: yeah, I, I get that. Um, so after the the bug arc of the original Naruto filler, I pivoted back to Shippuden
0: because
1: yeah. um, I was on a filler arc, not, uh, sorry, an arc of filler. There's some, <laughs> this is going to be confusing, but for those who don't know, there's some um, filler episodes that follow like a continuous arc. And then there's some where it's like, okay, this 20 episodes, it's all going to be like filler that's just... Like their own little contained stories within their episodes. And that's mm-hmm. the type. That second type is the type of filler arc that I was on. Um, and it had my my new favorite Naruto episode has been usurped. I have a, i have a new favorite. It's no longer the Kakashi trying to take his mask, mask off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it it's that's been a good one. it's been replaced. And it was so fucking funny. It was so funny. I was laughing Dude, out the loud filler's multiple funny. times. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what happens because that'll spoil it, but it was hilarious.
0: Well, I will give you the premise of what I'm about to cover, and that is um, a a single self-contained one-episode filler. Okay. Um, Actually, there's been a few of those recently, and they've been a good, like, it's mostly been arcs up until this point, but there's been a lot of, like, good single filler episodes that I've been enjoying. This one uh, that I watched recently is called, I think it's just called, like, Laughing Shino or something like that shino for those of you at home very serious character um <laughs> he's a bug man uh shoots bugs out of his body and stuff like that um bug jitsu or whatever it's called yeah <laughs> insect jitsu i think is insect
1: host jutsu i don't know
0: something like that anyway very serious man i've also noticed that every squad of three has like the literal save archetype of on character a sasuke character and a girl <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. yeah um speaking of girl i feel like sakurai i, f- I say her name wrong every it's time it's I say sakura
1: it. not sakura i, yeah, I said sakura. sakura
0: a few times in like the <laughs> ratchet and Clank episode i said sakurai a couple times yeah anyway whatever pink haired girl um isn't that's so disrespectful she's like one of the most main <laughs> she's the <characters>. main character <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, Pink Haired Girl is, like, now training as, like, Tsunade's, uh... Yes. You know, apprentice. Yes. Or whatever. Which is cool. Yeah. It's kind of neat that, uh, spoilers, uh, that, <laughs> you know, Sasuke's doing his thing with his person. Right. And then you have Naruto doing his thing with Jiraiya. Uh-huh. And, uh, Sakura... Sakura? Sakura. Sakurido, Sakura. Sakura. Uh, Sakura. Sakura. <laughs> sakurito yeah um doing her thing with Tsunade it's like a nice little it's cool little parallel that's something that i think this is maybe a trope of anime or something it's definitely a thing in this show where you have adults that kind of mirror the younger generation and it's like there's always like a like an analog to uh you know this person is very much like their father yeah, and, like, it's, like, this sort of, like, everyone's kind of been doing the same thing throughout all of time or something. Well,
1: and, um, the team, uh, Ino, uh, Shikamaru, and Choji, I think yeah. their parents have been on the same team, yep. or, like, their families have been on the same, like, team for, like, several generations now.
0: It's neat. It, it's, like, it's, everyone's... Yeah. Everyone's got a a, like, um role model who relates to them
1: yeah and and definitely like within within naruto um i'm trying to think of like other anime i've watched that have a similar thing but within naruto it's definitely a strong theme of like you know the generational cycles and and that sort of thing and and sometimes the trauma that comes with that but Mm -hmm. that's yeah
0: yes Anyway, I brought up the Shino thing and I got to get back to it. So okay. this episode revolves around a mission for Naruto and Shino where there is um, this dude who is giving like the funeral. He's he's like leading the funeral. He's like talking okay. throughout the funeral and stuff like that. Okay, um, It's for this like very dysfunctional family. <laughs> the father has died and he's leaving everything or leaving a bunch of stuff to this person. That hired them, um, under the condition that they don't laugh at his funeral, and oh, so basically his entire family is trying to get him to laugh the whole time. And there's like this loophole that allows someone to stand in for him at the funeral. Like so, it's going to be Shino is the idea, okay. and uh, before, like the night before the funeral. This is all like the setup. Still, we're not like getting that much deep into okay. it. Uh, Shino gets poisoned with like some sort of laughing <laughs> drug oh or my something.
1: God! So okay. he's like
0: laughing up a storm the entire time, which is really funny.
1: That's he's, so like, weird.
0: He's like laughing on a molecular level because you like zoom in on his like little insects running throughout his and body, they're and they're laughing. all they're all cackling too. Oh my! And gosh. he's just like constantly laughing and stuff, and he, it's it's fantastic. So Naruto. Has to like sit through this funeral of all of these goobers doing a bunch of wild stuff, trying to make them laugh. And I found it really good. That's that was a good one.
1: That sounds but, really good. I love that premise.
0: Mm-hmm. The show becomes a lot more like a cartoon in the filler. It's very yeah. formulaic. Yeah. Like it's it's always like Grandma Tsunade sending them out on a mission, mm-hmm. Naruto being a little asshole. And. <laughs> We just get to hang out with, like, a rotating cast of Ninja Kids.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's good.
0: It's good. I also feel like they've done a good job of, and we'll see how in line it is with what happens to them and ship, ship it in, but it feels like they're doing a good job of developing the characters. Like, yeah, setting them, like, you know, progressing them and slowly mm-hmm. and stuff. Especially, like, Hinata and stuff like, that. people like that who, like, have had moments to shine in, like... The main arcs getting mm-hmm. more and more recognition, yeah, which is great, yeah love it uh there's another one, another one off with uh Kiba and akamaru, where akamaru is like contracted this virus and like may have to be put down, and it's like no how Kiba deals with it, oh my God it's it's really it's touching it's nice um it it had like an order sixty six um clone Wars type moment where like is like gone rabid but he like still can't attack kiba it's Aww. very sweet poor guy it's very good yeah anyway you'll and you'll, i'm sure you'll enjoy that. Anyway. Yeah. don't want to yeah, probably said too much but anyway. <laughs> um so i wanted to ask you this so mm-hmm. in my head i'm not in the anime scene this is the first real anime that i've like engaged with in any meaningful way is naruto like well-respected as an anime amongst anime enthusiasts
1: hmm okay um sorry just to like give everybody like context of like where i'm at in the show so clayton is still going through the og naruto filler i we just like today as of today just crossed um episode like 250 of shippuden cried like a baby for those of you who know um what's going on i'm not gonna like say anything to clayton about it um because i don't want to spoil spoil that goodness um but i think uh, i don't know i i think it might sort of have a reputation as like a normie anime because it was on toonami back in the day Mm, which was like the easiest way for like kids in the u.s to like see anime um but then uh, i don't i don't know i don't i mean and i know a lot of people make fun of it because you know like like when, when Vine was a thing, like not making fun of Naruto and like Naruto running was like a big thing. And, oh, you know, people yeah. make fun of Sasuke because like he's the edgy kid. And, and, you know, you have like weebs running around wearing Akatsuki cloaks and like they get made fun of for that and that sort of a thing. I don't know. I, I think
0: I, w- I think I gotta say, I gotta interject mm-hmm. real quick. I would totally rep like that Leaf Village like iconography yeah, if it's it cool, wasn't. Isn't it? if it wasn't so recognizable, yeah. if it was like a little bit less associated with the show, I'd be down for
2: it. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That's why you got to pick something out like the Nara crest or like, like Shikamaru's like family crest or like, which I think that just looks like the, the red no sign. Um, Or I could, be or could get that. the
0: bowl cut like Rockley.
1: No, or <laughs> the green jumpsuit.
0: Yes. Um, oh my think, God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think maybe it's not that, naruto isn't as well respected maybe it's that the fan base is like so big and like the general public is like part of the part of the fart huh, part of the fan base that there's like more cringe to be exposed you know what i mean
0: okay like like
1: the, yeah, more, the big more,
0: things become the less bigger cool. the fan base yeah yeah
1: which, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of, think of an example of, like, something that has, like, a quote-unquote cringe. This is not my personal
0: opinion, but, like... Is One Piece on that level? Because I know One Piece is also very oh, big, but I, I feel like know. that's more well-respected.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Which, I, I haven't seen any One Piece, so I can't... I mean, like, there's Full Metal Alchemist, which I personally don't like Full Metal Alchemist as much as I like Naruto. And I watched Full Metal Alchemist first.
2: Hmm. Oh.
1: I don't know. There's there's like some anime out there that have like big fan bases. Um, mm.
0: I, I had a hypothesis that mm-hmm. the filler could have something to do with the maybe lack of respect. Okay. Because it is kind of insane that the show had such a long running stretch of like very formulaic cartoonish episodes.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is very much geared towards like a younger audience i think because of the age of the characters like i think one piece he's probably i mean he's probably a teenager but probably not as young as naruto starts off Mm -hmm. and like full metal alchemist is like i think ed and al are like 14 um but like the themes in that like the tone is like a little bit more serious usually i think there's also a lot of um like toxicity well because naruto has also been around for a long time so you want to go look at, like, Naruto, like, fandom content, right? You're going to get, like, more, like, modern day stuff, but you're also going to get stuff from, like, 10, 15 years ago where people are being so toxic about, like, certain characters and certain, like, aspects of the show and just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I like to think a lot of those people have, like, mellowed out over time or maybe dropped it and moved on other things. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I... I guess when, like, something gets this big, you're gonna inevitably attract some unsavory people, mm-hmm. like, as members of the... It's like, I don't know, like, the biggest thing is gonna attract the, the children. <laughs> right, yeah. And the children are cringy and... That's I don't just know, part of being a kid is thing. Fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of, I've, like, kind of mellowed out on Fortnite as, like, a thing that a bunch of kids enjoyed as part of like growing up yeah Mm -hmm. i'm like you know what i'm glad they had their thing as opposed to being a grouchy old grandpa who hates it
1: like minecraft went through its phase where that was like ooh, cringe like that's for like little kids but now we're all like we love minecraft
0: (laughs) i think minecraft is genuinely not to get the critic out in me i think minecraft is there's nothing like minecraft really like is there any game that is i mean there are other games <laughs> any, any, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to, I don't want to anger anyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like other games did Fortnite better. Um, Fortnite was just bigger. And what, in I think terms that, of
1: like the Battle Royale? Mm-hmm. okay A lot of
0: the things I don't like about Fortnite come down to its incessant monetization. Yeah. And, like the crossover. It feels like a walking billboard, like everything in the game mm. is advertising something. And I don't really like that.
1: But you can get a Sasuke
0: skin. Oh, you can? I Yes, that's right. You probably... <laughs> there's definitely Naruto stuff in there. Yeah. Can you be Kakashi?
1: Yeah, you can, actually. Well,
0: you can be Kakashi in Minecraft. Too, you can, because I am <laughs> so, yeah, right now. Yeah, you currently are.
1: <laughs> I paid $3 for yes, that yep, shirt.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the Bedrock version of Minecraft, also a little stupid when it comes to monetization, so... Yeah. I'm speaking from a glass house here.
1: Yeah. I guess that's true.
0: Java version? The Java version of Minecraft is like remained an extremely pure experience. It feels like good for them. Like there's no like which is I don't know, it's I won't give them too much credit because there's two versions of the game for some reason and I hate that. Right. It makes it makes trying to learn about like the, the deeper mechanics so frustrating because it's like you have to specify which game and it's like it's so why are there two versions of
1: And it also makes me mad that like for a lot of things, Java has more like lenient block placement for certain items. So it's like if you want to build something decorative, it's like, oh, you can only do that technique or whatever in Java edition. Mm -hmm. Like, great. I guess I have to stick with this ugly old technique instead. Mm -hmm. It's annoying.
0: And it is definitely it's probably a grass is greener thing.
1: Yeah, maybe. We
0: have some advantages to Java on Bedrock, Mm -hmm. but every time I see like the way Java operates, I'm like, man, it'd be cool to build like an entity crusher. (laughs) <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. And like, man, it'd be cool to like be able to do this redstone contraption, but it's like mm-hmm. that's not how redstone works in bedrock for some reason. Or like, man, it'd be cool to have more than like four feet of simulation distance. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say a higher <laughs> and render distance or whatever.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Let's get into our opening topic. It's weird that we have an opening topic despite having an opening topic in our anyway. Let's get into <laughs> our official opening topic. That was random bullshit. Yeah. That was the random bullshit section. This is the opening topic section. For anyone that has some sort of grievances for uh, how I structure the show, please uh, email us at analogstickmail at gmail.com. <laughs> right. Um, someone's just like pulling their hair out. It's, like, it's been an hour and they right. talked about the game. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is how it's got to be. I'm sorry. I'm structuring the show like the podcasts I like mm-hmm. and all the podcasts I like
1: they have a bullshit section, or two, yeah, or they three. they
0: just completely disrespect your time, and that's yeah. what I want. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's what we're going to do. Okay. So, I wanted to talk to you about vacations uh, to coincide with the end of summer. This is our September episode, in case you weren't aware. Mm. Um, and also, I am in the throes of planning my first vacation as an adult, and it is consuming a lot of my life right now. So, I wanted to talk to you about vacations. Okay. Um, take this in whatever direction you want but i had a couple of questions laid out um what were vacations like for you as a kid i'll start with that
1: <laughs> well not to get deeply personal
0: on this I, I, podcast, yeah you don't have to be like insane like podcast. i went no. here and I, li- I i don't know but
1: well so um just i guess for whatever my parents are divorced and i'm an only child i have no siblings um so it's like and neither of my parents got remarried. So it's like, oh, you go, you know, I'm at my mom's house. It's just me and my mom. There's two of us. Go to my dad's. There's two of us. Sort of a thing. Um, <laughs> usually I would go on like vacations, I guess, with my dad. And that was like mostly camping trips. Okay. Um, Like gotcha. not too far from home um, to like state parks and, and stuff like that. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Did you like do, um? you did like trailer camping, right? yeah okay
1: i mean we stayed in a tent a few times but like alongside a camper like there was like well when we first started we didn't have a camper with like a toilet so you had to go to like the the public bathhouse mm-hmm. or whatever yeah yeah but um, just to
0: like put it in perspective not like backpacking You're not, like, no 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 trekking like, out into no, the wilderness
1: yeah no yeah, we yeah. were just in
0: like a gravel
1: parking space with like hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> and
0: like air conditioning. <laughs> Did you happen to have your PS2 at the time?
1: Oh, yeah. I I, I hauled that sucker everywhere I went with my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would take it to my grandma's house when we would go over there on the holidays. It, that, well, it's on my bookshelf right now. But that PS2 has been all over the place with me. That's awesome. Yeah. See? It's like my teddy bear. You,
0: take that, you sons of bitches who are writing in currently to the analog stick mail at gmail.com <laughs> fan mail account telling us about how we don't talk about the PS2 until... And now we're in. It's only been 30 minutes and we're talking about the PS2 right now.
1: The PS2 was the sibling I never had. Okay. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you think that shaped what you like in a vacation? Do you kind of resent the idea of going to a more populated yes. destination? Oh I mean? yeah.
1: I love nature. I love being in nature. Um, uh, my husband and I went to Seattle for our honeymoon and it was incredibly cramped and, and the streets were sort of like someone took spaghetti and threw it out and was like, here, let's model the pavement after this. And like, it was, it was parking was a nightmare. Getting anywhere was a nightmare. And I was like, I, I just like nature. I like trees and, and open space and that sort of a mm. thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I think I'm definitely with you on that. Most of my vacations as a kid were definitely like going to more populated areas. Um, I don't know, like, the Wisconsin Dells was mm-hmm. a place that we went to a couple times, and uh, like Myrtle Beach, and like these more like populated locations, mm-hmm. you know, Disney World and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not to sound like a man, this does make me sound kind of like a like a like a little bitch. What? I'm so I'm so I didn't like going to Disney World. Oh, <laughs> I'm so yeah. ungrateful. Um, that's not necessarily <laughs> what I mean. It's just that I feel like. If I really think about it, I am a very anxious person. And part of that anxiety comes from just like a lot of stimulus. Yeah. Like, and being in places like that, I find... It's draining. You know, I don't like it. And I feel like, so for me, like planning a vacation, it's like, I would like to go somewhere that is slower paced and relaxing. And I totally, I totally understand people who want to go some place more exciting. I guess, like they find day-to-day life boring, want to go somewhere exciting. I find day-to-day life mostly stressful and want to go somewhere relaxing.
1: Yeah, I, I say that
0: I have crafted a very relaxing life. Um, so I'm not like <laughs> a very like, you know, I'm a very anxious person and I intentionally crafted a very not anxious existence. Yeah,
1: just, yeah, um, I feel that. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about like following a strict... Like itinerary was your family um, an itinerary maker?
0: Okay, let's get into this. Okay. My family, uh, <laughs> so I, so my family owns like their own small business, and that has been like they would. My parents would kind of explain that as the reason why they did not plan extremely far in advance. Mm. for their vacations. Interesting. We had a lot of spur-of-the-moment vacations. The most spur-of-the-moment vacation was... We went to Colorado one year, and I don't think we knew that we were going to go to Colorado until, like, I think less than a week before, maybe a few days before. It was just a spur-of-the-moment, like, this is vacation time, where should we go? Mm-hmm. Colorado.
1: I'm a giraffe! sorry yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like it was so spur of the moment that like we didn't have a hotel the first night and we like slept in our car
1: that's terrible no was, that would stress i didn't me out. mind it
0: as a kid i guess it did stress me out
1: uh, yeah I guess,
0: but and then flying with my family my family i i think i think my parents yeah i would describe them hmm, like obviously they're very functioning adults <laughs> who handle, you know, they run a business and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They plan. But for, like, vacations, it. F- I, I, as a kid, I felt like there wasn't always, like, a clear plan. Despite them being very decisive people, I would... So it would be like, we don't have a plan, but they're just, like, we're going here, we're doing this, we're doing that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it, like, felt like that wasn't thought ahead. It was more just, like, decided in the moment. They're also, like... I would describe them as very on time people. Mm-hmm. Not like ahead of time. Not late. Just very on time. Mm-hmm. And the one time that we flew somewhere. That was very stressful. Uh, <laughs> it felt like we got there with zero extra time. I hate flying. And it's probably partially because of that experience, flying yeah. with my family. Oh jeez. Um, it's just oh man. I would avoid flying. Okay, I'm I'll just segue this to the next thing. Uh would you ever like want to travel outside of the U S we're both in the U S in case that wasn't clear by the entire podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) would you ever like want to travel outside the U S there's a lot of stuff to see in the U.S. I
1: know. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing you, you were just uh, uh, talking about how you're an anxious person. I'm also an anxious person. Planes. uh, I've been on an airplane. Well, I guess twice in my life for the, for the honeymoon we flew out there and then flew back. And I hated it. I hated the airport. I hated f- the flying. I hated. I hate heights. Um. So that sort of makes that a little bit difficult, you know. So like mm-hmm. Canada, Canada would be okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um. Probably not Mexico because I feel like most like touristy destinations. In Mexico, you fly to probably is the, probably the best way to to do that. Maybe
0: I'm not um, going to Mexico. Period. No, I, don't <laughs> I think gotta so. Be real.
1: Nothing against people from Mexico. I have no problem with you know. Anyway, I um, don't.
0: But I there's been a, like enough worrisome things to happen in Mexico that it's not something. <laughs> I also like feel weird about the whole like I don't know. I don't know exactly like what vacationing in Mexico even entails, but like I've heard you know about like situations where like at a hotel and the wealth disparity between you traveling there versus like the the people people working working there
1: i know that sort of like rubs me the wrong way like it it feels like it's like oh like this this community is is here and is hosting this thing for these wealthy people from another country to come and enjoy like their landscape i -hmm. don't know if that's if that i don't even know i
0: can't i'm not even sure to articulate i would have to think about it for a while to figure out exactly yeah what i feel but like that's something that it's sh- not great strikes me as wrong or <laughs> uh-huh. something yeah uh because it's like am i like taking
1: i don't know are like, you taking advantage
0: and yeah, almost yeah it's, it's like,
1: hard to it's like oh it's like a dirt cheap vacation it's like well why aren't they paid better <laughs> or like you know i don't know and i know that it's
0: like I don't even know if, like, it is yeah. that simple or if it just is that simple. I, you care, I, it's like you care
1: about the people that are maybe being taken advantage of by the system, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the best, probably the best way to put it? Like, if that system maybe. is, like, hurting people, it like local people? It sort of feels people. like,
0: it sort of feels like, like, me going there, I am, like, so, I would be much more, like, wealthy than the people there. It kind of makes me feel like I'm just some sort of, like, <laughs> some sort of, like, I don't know, like
1: parasite
0: king or queen just like um, traveling and seeing the common folk or something like that i don't even uh, know like it's just like i'm traveling somewhere where i become much higher class by, by, by proximity i don't i don't even know i'm i don't know how to describe it
1: yeah um but so so if if i did not have my fear of flying and everything about that i am all about
0: Like food. Yeah, I know you're all about food. I've seen some of the Snapchats you sent me of like hot dogs on like a piece of white bread.
1: (laughs) I haven't I haven't ate anything like that. I made kimchi stew the other night. Like that's better than two chili dogs on a slice of white bread. Um, I know.
0: But for those of you who don't know, Morgan has this thing where she will just send me the most horrific images of the food she has concocted.
1: I do send Claire and Cora like pretty pictures of food. Well, not pretty pictures, but like pictures of good food that I've made.
0: Okay, you send the boys a bunch of Yeah, a bunch
2: dough.
1: of yeah. Horrible yeah. stuff. But anyway, so so if I were to like travel, I I think not to sound like a wee, you know, since we just talked about Naruto, uh, but I would like to go to Japan or oh, maybe like Konishiwa, south. Korea. Japan? No <laughs> not like that. Um yeah, no. <laughs> um, but but somewhere where I would be like, Oh, I need to like try everything with like the cuisine or whatever.
0: Um, oh yeah. It would be cool to try, like, sushi or seafood in a place where it doesn't have to be frozen and shipped to you.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. That'd be cool. Or, like, authentic ramen broth that's not a packet mixed in with boiling water, like a salt packet. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I also wouldn't travel. I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, it's
1: like, I'm interested, but, like, the risks freak me out just a little bit too much.
0: mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, It's not that, okay. I think when it comes to flying, I am not very scared of an airplane, but being in an airport makes me very anxious. Yes. And navigating the airport makes me very anxious. Yeah. The concern of like losing luggage makes me pretty anxious. Even (laughs) though it's like, if I lost my clothes, it'd be like, I can just like buy a couple shirts at like a Target or something and be fine. And just mm-hmm. run around in plain shirts like Winnie the Pooh. I'd buy all clothes. clothes. <laughs> um, there's just so many places to visit in America when it comes to like national parks and stuff, which is really all that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in just going to like New York for the sake of going to New York. No. That would probably give me a heart attack.
1: Yeah. To be completely The honest. tall buildings. My gosh. I, downtown in like some of the the bigger cities that I've been in, downtown freaks me the hell out. Like, just- I hate it.
0: i mean like downtown and like midwestern big cities is still like i can't do it and i like avoid driving in like big congested areas
1: yeah it's stressful i get it very stressful i we're just simple small town folk
0: Mm -hmm. we don't do well when the roads get Mm. too wide (laughs) no (laughs) too many too many signs i still like
1: I, I need to know. be. I need to be within line of sight of a cornfield at all times,
0: <laughs> or else I will start to
1: freak out. Like, yes. where, where's my corn? <laughs>
0: That's where we draw all of our energy from. Right. Yeah. And if we're too far away from it, we can't. We won't yeah. be. Won't be lasting very long. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of parks that I would like to visit. Yosemite and Glacier, definitely on the list. I may have to fly there, though. Oh. I wouldn't have to. There's roads, but yeah, it would probably make more sense to fly um, unless I did some sort of like. Because Claire works in a school, so it's mm-hmm. like we may be in a situation where we could have like a lot of the summer off and we could do like a bunch yeah, that's true I don't mm-hmm. know, and also it's like much it's not that i like I'm that worried about like cost of i am worried about cost of a vacation, but it's like it feels nice to just like go experience like. The trails and like everything that this like this park has to offer, and there's not like some little monopoly man trying to drain your bank account while you're there. Yeah, that tourist part is traps. very nice. I hate tourist traps so much. Yeah, there's some um, there's like a couple near where we live, near, like around where we live, and you may be thinking of them.
1: Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm
0: just like, it's like you go to this place, and it's like this is a nice, this is a like literal nice part of the world. And it's just like...
1: Capitalism has ruined it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) capitalism's like a big shit stain on it. It's like all these billboards, all these buildings, all this random bullshit. And it's like, I hate it. Um, If you're going to have a building in a very beautiful area, you need to blend into the area. You don't need to overtake the area. You don't want (gasps) to stand out. Yeah, You want to respect the area. Well, that was like
1: part of the problem with... Um, Seattle and like around around that area was it's like you have like some of the most beautiful natural landscape I have ever laid my eyeballs on. And then there's like a fucking Walmart <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like and and just like the the crammed, and then you have like and this is not a dig at um people, at poor people, but you have like homeless people camps and ugly oh, yeah. highway overpasses and and, like, graffiti and, like, just trash everywhere. And it's just sort of like, man, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> I agree. I'm definitely, like, a pro, pro the parks in a very big way. I feel like any, like, you know, organized nation that is like, we're going to claim this part of the globe.
1: You have an obligation to take care of the landscape.
0: <laughs> it's like you have an obligation to, like, take care of... Okay. I feel like there can be a Walmart. Just have zoning. Like, it yeah. needs to be in an, in an area for, area. It's a like, little businesses. ugly to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be in a spot where it's, like, you're not, like... You're not blocking the mountain range. <laughs> yeah, there's not a Walmart, like, in the smack dab in the middle of one of the Great Lakes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Just floating. little island <laughs> Walmart.
1: <laughs> it's on, like, rafts or something. It's, like,
0: right at the edge of Niagara Falls, so every picture of Niagara <sighs> right. Falls has a Walmart. Has
1: a frickin' Walmart in it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah what if what if um kind of like sports centers um corporations like started sponsoring and like taking the name of like so it's like walmart's yosemite park or something like that
1: (laughs) i would i would i would kill somebody (laughs) there were oh oh you know the thing about the um there was like this was like a while ago, but it was something like, "Oh, this advertisement is streamed from space." And it's like you get that shit out of the sky right now because if I walk outside and if I had to see a goddamn advertisement broadcasted into the, in front of my stars in like the sky outside, I'm going to kill you. If I'm I going see a to Manscaped fucking
0: ad on the hunt moon, you down.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: yes. terrible. That's like, do don't you fucking dare? Because one of like the most one of the most cherished experiences to me that is integral to my life as a human being is able to stand out in the middle of a field and look up at the stars and be like i am a teeny tiny speck and maybe get a little existential about it but that is my goddamn right (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. and then i'm trying to look at the sky and i just see like this unskippable ad yeah it's like I, I i gotta watch this
1: i will go insane i will come I watch you. the grubhub
0: commercial <laughs> right exactly you gotta watch that guy
1: uh, dance that was also got, a long time ago i don't know why i'm bringing that up but
0: 10 more seconds till i can skip this yeah yeah
1: get back to the <laughs> sky
0: live stream mm-hmm. god yeah i should have got sky premium so I can yeah uninterrupted. <laughs> right um <yeah. laughs> i would love it if uh like the uh like the tornado alerts that were near not to out us as midwesterners um <laughs> like the tornado sirens if like at the beginning and end of the tornado sirens if there was like an audio ad it's like do you are are you ready for sweaty sack summer it's manscape <sighs> time baby it's
1: <laughs> don't give <laughs> the, the tech bros ideas
0: <laughs> well whenever i don't know but well, i, I want to die to capitalism no, i want to just hear it in my ears as the no, tornado crashes. I
1: <laughs> um, well i don't know about like so like the weather app that i use is like a, it's like a local weather app
0: Okay. And you when use a weather you app? open,
1: yeah. Well, like, like an app not, that
0: has. Not the weather app.
1: No. It's Why like not? a local, it's like a local, uh, a weather app that, that like pulls its data from the local weather people. You know what I mean? Isn't
0: that what the weather app does?
1: Yeah, but I have a different thing. I don't. Anyway, my point Wait, being.
0: Okay. I'll just let you go. Yeah.
1: Okay. My point being is that when I open the weather app, I have to sit there for like, 10, 20 seconds while it boots up with an advertisement on it until I can see the weather. Which, like, uh, that's probably how they make their money, but, like, whatever. If I'm trying to track a severe storm in the area, it's like, well, gee, I would sure like to, you know, see the radar instead of staring at this theme park ad. I know, I know, I know, but what I'm talking about is a little bit different. It's just a little bit different, okay? Why
0: is it different? I
1: don't know. I don't know why I do what I do, okay? Maybe I, mean, I just the, need
0: to use the generic weather app, I guess. I'm really surprised you don't. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that <laughs> Does you not. Does it have
1: it- radar? Can you see, like, the local radar
0: on like, it? Like, precipitation?
1: Yeah, can you see, like, the clouds, like, move-
0: Yes. <laughs> For those at home, I just pointed to the uh, radar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been living my life in a stupid way. Um,
0: you just have to scroll down. <laughs>
2: oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: fine but my point you understand my point though yes right? i do
0: i do understand your point
1: or, or like trying to like look up a youtube video for how to do cpr and yeah like how an to do the heimlich maneuver yeah. and you
0: gotta watch a ad, like we right mentioned before, yeah <laughs> please i just need to yeah oh man it'd be so <laughs> oh you're choking on food and then you're right. watching a food commercial <laughs> i am so not happy in the right. appetizing mood right now I should we like, move on to the game <laughs> let's move on to the game everybody okay man we got into the game only for like 50 minutes into the recording that's like a new record is it uh, yeah we're think, blazing okay. through this episode Let me okay tell you. okay so that was uh that was vacations anyway traveling uh,
1: advice with clayton and morgan <laughs> <laughs>
0: um in which right.
1: i threatened to become some sort of, like, psychopath, if you <laughs> ever put ads in the sky. Anyway. If you
0: put ads in space, yeah, you, Jesus, you would really become <laughs> old man yelling at clouds.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay, so let's get into the game at hand. Uh, Spyro Enter the Dragonfly is the fourth main entry in the Spyro the Dragon series. It is the first game in the series to be released on the PlayStation 2, and it is the first game in the series to not be developed by Insomniac. Instead, the development of this game was handled by uh, Equinox Digital Entertainment and Czech 6 Studios, and publishing was still handled by Universal Interactive. The game was released on the PS2 in North America on October... I'm so dyslexic that I can't <laughs> even read! I'm not this It dis- says November. It says November. Okay. <laughs> on November 5th, 2002, I don't think I've ever said a date right. I, like, get so psyched out every time I retire, read the date because I never say the date right. <laughs> And for those of you, it's not like numbers right now. It just says November. It's spelled out right. phonetically, basically.
1: Right. I like to think that like your brain just gets to a date and you black out and there's just like a roulette wheel that spins in your head that's just, okay, this is the date that's going to come out of my mouth. It is not what I read. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, November 5th, 2002. So pretty early on in the PS2 life cycle. Enter the Dragonfly was received fairly poorly by critics, with many pointing out the lack of originality and the plentiful technical issues and glitches. Uh, in an interview with Ted Price, president of Insomniac Games, he called this game an absolute travesty. Yikes. Uh, just word quote, he called it quote an absolute travesty, which is pretty hilarious. You took his baby and you trashed it. Mm-hmm. And in a video that I watched by, let me just uh Oh, I haven't seen this, actually. So there's a video by Matt Mr. Muscles. Had a great video on, like, explaining the uh, sort of development hell that this game was in. And just, like, all the turmoil that came along with, like, its very rushed development cycle. Disagreements between developer and publisher. Stuff was like it, that. So
1: d- did he specify who, pu- who like, pushed the rush? Was it the publisher, I'm assuming? Yeah, it was the publisher. They wanted
0: okay. to meet, like, a holiday deadline and stuff like that. Kind of hey, similar to Crash. You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's bad um yeah and i believe in in that it might have been in that video or somewhere else but i believe that um ted price also said that in this i don't have the exact quote but he was like one of the things that he was upset with was that people thought that they made this game when because oh. they made because they previously yeah. made the spyro games oh, he man. was like upset that it was so bad and that some people thought insomniac made this game yikes so no. yeah, that, that sucks. That's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, because you did helm the series. You wanna, you want it to go to good hands. You don't want, like, yeah.
1: Well, exactly. That's why I was like, it's his baby. And yeah, he you trashed don't want it. it to go
0: to shit and like to always be associated with your studio and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Because you know, the general public isn't always gonna.
1: They're not the know, smartest. They're not the yeah. crunchiest chips in the bag.
0: Yeah, and then you kind of <laughs> lose the ability to say like, so like when Ratchet is releasing. Um, I think Ratchet came out before this. Anyway, but like if Ratchet was coming out after Enter the Dragonfly, then it's like you kind of lose the, the gravitas like of the creators of Spyro. of Spyro. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of lose that. Um, mm. Anyway, there's, a, there's an ant crawling around on my camera, right?
2: Now. Oh.
0: Get out of there, bitch. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many bugs in our house with like the temperature outside right now it's terrible anyway um so yeah ted price not too happy with this game and that's cool you expect them to be cordial but it wasn't even good enough to be like cordial yeah, Without he's like
1: i'm going to drag you through the mud and call yeah, this yeah. a travesty
0: mm-hmm. um and like i said before similar to crash bandicoot tight development cycle yeah and despite all this sales data would go on to suggest that uh, spyro into the dragonfly sold fairly well for the time Uh, we have sales data for the UK and it surpassed around 300,000 units. So maybe got close to a million. I'm not sure.
1: But that you have to keep in mind, this is writing off of the reputation of a beloved franchise. Of a beloved series.
0: Yes. So So
1: once again, fuck you. (laughs) mm -hmm.
0: Definitely squandering that good, goodwill. Yes. uh, Slowly, but steadily, I guess. Um, anyway, so let's move on to the time that we spent with the game. So overall, big picture, Spyro the Dragon as a series, my history of the game. So I've 100%ed Spyro 1 for the Reignited Trilogy. uh, That was back when my wife had COVID. I think I maybe talked about it on the podcast at some point. But yeah, it was a good time. It's like a very solid, like, collect-a-thon. Straightforward. Relaxing. It's like, you know, it's not like challenge. It's not a challenging game. It's more of a... There's nothing that was, like, too hard to find, even. Mm -hmm. It's just you know, mechanics are very simple it's good um and then me and you did a speed run of spyro one whenever
1: a bad speed run
0: a bad speed run let's be specific um where we got pizza like in the middle of the speed run with the <laughs> clock running it's <laughs>
1: right and then our commentary went out the window because we were eating pizza yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> yeah that was a good time,
1: and I think uh, I slurped some soda directly into the mic. But probably, hey, whatever it
0: became, like a mukbang sort of situation, right?
1: Right, <laughs> with no like camera feed though.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just sound. That's yeah. it, everyone's favorite part <laughs> of the mukbang.
1: Is... Yeah, it's the sound.
0: Was mukbang a sexual thing?
1: Mm, some of it, I think, is, but a lot of it's not. I I didn't is
0: ASMR a sexual thing?
1: No, uh, some of it is. A lot some of, of it's it not. is. Yeah.
0: I hate it. Whispering is something that like is like nails on chalkboard to me.
1: Ah, uh, like, I like the I like the ones where they like cut soap and like make soap <laughs> in it, like crackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soothing to me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, what's your history with the series? You're definitely a big Spyro head.
1: Oh no. yes, regalus. Um, so Spyro one and two are my favorite games on the PS one uh, that we had. I did not get to play Spyro three as much because. I think one of my cousins borrowed the, our copy of Spyro 3 and took it to college, and then we, I never saw it again. Mm. Sort of thing. But you did um, play it? Yeah, barely. Most of my memories are from Spyro 1 and 2, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have nearly as much nostalgia for Spyro 3. Um, and then the this game... Uh, Enter the Dragonfly was one of the first games we got on the PS2, and I'm pretty sure the other game we got was 007 Nightfire, which we've covered before on the podcast. Go check that out if you haven't. That's right. Plugging that in. Um, But yeah, so so I was, um, as a little kid, I remember being in Walmart, looking in the cabinet, in like the glass cabinet of PS2 games, and like picking this one out, being like, it's Spyro. I gotta have Spyro. And then, you know, as a kid, you don't realize how janky it is. Yeah. And then you get older yeah. and then you're like, whoa, this is mm-hmm. bad."
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a couple games like that as well. So, did you did you go back and play 3 for the Reignited Trilogy?
1: Uh, you know I never beat it. Okay. Yeah, cuz like I said, I didn't have as much nostalgia. There was like one speedway I got to, and it had a mini game that I couldn't figure speedway, out. Yeah. And I was was like dying instantly, and I was like, "Well, this is stupid." And I put it down and I, I never picked it back up. Mhm. With Spyro One and Two, I've 100 multiple times.
0: What about some of the other like lesser known PS2 titles?
1: I've played a decent amount of Heroes Tale. Uh, there's the Legend of Spyro trilogy. I beat the first one and the third one, but not the second one.
0: So yeah, were, were any of those handheld games as well? Like I know that there was like a no. couple like Game Boy Advance Spyro. Oh, games Oh yeah, as no, well. I
1: never, I never played yeah. those.
0: Okay. And those were like
1: RPGs, I think, or something weird. Mm. Like it had like a weird, yeah.
0: I wonder if you would like that then. Maybe. Like a Spyro art.
1: Wait, no, no, they weren't. I don't think they were RPGs, actually. I take that back. It was like a weird... Have you ever seen gameplay of like Sonic 3D?
0: Ooh, I don't think I have.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I think it kind of had Sonic 3D vibes. Yeah, I don't think it was actually. I don't know where I got the RPG idea from. Maybe I'm thinking of Super Mario RPG.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Which is getting a remake, apparently. Which is getting a remake. That seems like one of those few... Kind of Mario RPG and a lot of like spin-off RPG titles for like, I don't know, IP or like movie tie-in or franchise tie-in games kind of feel like little weird fever dreams in a mm-hmm. way that's kind of sometimes appealing. Um, yeah. But yeah. So as far as like, Spyro kind of fell off during the PS3 era, didn't it? Like there wasn't yes. like, okay.
1: Well, Skylanders. There were
0: Skylanders, famous. Which is not really Ugly Spyro, Spyro at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was so like morphed and ugly. Uh, Spyro's you design is so solid, and it's weird that they did this. Why to did him. they
1: trash it? He looked hideous. Like, literally hideous. Anyway.
0: And it's not like I felt like they needed to do that for him to feel more in line with the other creatures in that no. universe. No. Yeah, that's gross. They made him look like an angry little baby almost.
1: Yeah. His proportions were weird, and like the texture of him was upsetting. And he didn't look like he didn't look like a cute little baby boy anymore. He looked like a rat that you wanted to kill with a broom.
0: Yeah, he looked <laughs> like he had been squished or something, like yeah. squished and stretched, and then blown up like a balloon. It was bad. Spyro has not had a great run of things post really the PlayStation One. Um,
1: yeah. Well, until the Reignited trilogy, I would say that's good. Reignited
0: trilogy was like a very faithful, like return to form. It was the form, so it's not really, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but anyway, how did you prepare for this episode?
1: I um, 100 percented everything except for the last level, and I did not do the final boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the last level was making my game crash. Yes. So I just didn't. Except yes. I watched like a a playthrough to. To brush up on that level since mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in years.
0: But you have 100% of this game in the past, I assume? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> but have you beat the game in the past? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. um I played up to the second world. This kind of is antithetical to my really trying to complete everything that we play, but I don't know. I let this one go, mainly because you yeah. had done so much of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Morgan can carry this one. This sure. One. <laughs> because i was also having a lot of crashes it's a fairly short game all things considered but i was having a lot of issues with opl running the game as well as some things that were probably just the game crashing itself like
1: so i can tell you that my experience of playing this game on the ps2 i cannot remember like any like hard crashes
0: Mm. i had a Um. couple so the one the one issue i did have was. The one like hard crash. Mm-hmm. I had hard crashes that were probably OPL related, okay. but I had one where it was like my controller input just stopped. No longer any controller input. I can unplug it oh. and it says, hey, oh, you gotta plug in a controller. Plug it in, still nothing. That's I heard weird. someone else say that, and I assumed that they were talking about like the actual disc, disc version of the game. Actually, they were on GameCube, so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like a game issue
1: interesting probably i mean there's a chance
0: that i'm wrong on that that was but yeah that was that was one of the issues i had um aside from other glitches like falling through the world and Ah. the floor disappearing (laughs) yes stuff like that uh it it's surprising so like crash was also very rushed but clash crash felt rushed from like a graphical or like concept
1: yeah it wasn't like the level design or the mechanics
0: they were like I'm not like unintentionally glitching through something right it's it it feels like it works whereas this game is like rushed in a way it feels like it's kind of barely held together yeah yeah it it like barely functions right Mm -hmm. maybe barely functions is like too much of an over but it's like you can you Mm. It's like a normal broken. playthrough, you'll probably see some some glitches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into uh, some very important questions. I want you to answer this honestly. <sighs> okay. World. World peace. No more wars. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Or, <laughs> Spyro Four, developed by Toys for Bob.
2: Well, listen, I I am a gamer.
1: I'm gonna. I am to i got to pick world peace, man. Like,
0: <laughs> but what if Spyro Four by Toys for no, Bob causes world peace? It's listen. It that might.
1: purple dragon can do a lot of things. I don't think this is one of them. Sorry.
0: Gaming oh. is more pervasive than it used to be.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna be the contrarian and take, um, Spyro Four, so that we're balanced, right?
0: Mm. Well, I'm gonna take Spyro Four, and you can't play it, Morgan. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. It's just yeah. for me Alright. That's fine. I will accept that.
0: <laughs> um, so you have fun with your world peace over there.
1: Yes, I will actually.
0: <laughs> Is it world peace if you don't have spyro Four?
1: Uh well, you know what, that's a good point. Didn't think anyway. about that. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Spyro or ratchet. Oh. You ratchet. can only save one.
1: Ooh. I mean ratchet. I gotta. He's my little kitty cat guy.
0: Okay, yeah. So you're more of a of, of the Insomniac franchises, Ratchet is the more. Yeah. Oh, essential. yeah.
1: D- I've definitely spent more time with Ratchet than I did with Spyro. I mean, I love them. I love them both very dearly. But mm-hmm. Ratchet.
0: Yeah. I would also pick Ratchet. I do. Oh. I was hoping you'd pick Spyro. Bouncey. No. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, um, I think there's more you could do with Ratchet. Mm-hmm. But I do wish that there was more games like Spyro that were like. A mascot platformer collect-a-thon. Pretty chill. Not like Crash Bandicoot levels of difficulty, just kind of chill. Kind of for younger audiences. Maybe you have Tom Kenny voice the character in this too. I don't know. Probably could do it. Yeah,
2: maybe.
0: But yeah, I like it. Okay, Morgan. So Hmm. you were a child whenever you were first introduced to Spyro. What is it about the Spyro design or the world or anything that appealed to your little Morgan brain?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I was a a dinosaur kid Mm -hmm. and dragons. And then I was a dragon kid. Mm Because dragons are pretty adjacent to dinosaurs. There was a movie. Oh, it's it's an old movie. Um, I think it's called Dragonheart, where there's like I think it's probably like garbage and I just don't know it because I saw it when I was like four. Um but i think it's about like there's like a king like some dickhead king and his life is like connected to a dragon and so like the hero has to he goes and befriends the dragon and then has to kill it so that he can kill the evil king or something depressing like that oh was so it like
0: real like animatronic yes. like dragon yeah i think so things okay
1: yeah and i remember like crying over it <laughs> mm. i don't i don't know how good it is so don't judge me all right like i said i was a little kid but yeah i remember that and being like dragons and there was also like a i think a megablox uh medieval set where there was a there was a cool blue dragon and a red dragon and they had like sharp pointy claws and like fangs and stuff and i was like oh dragon like yeah mm-hmm. i was just the fact that sparrow was a dragon was enough to make me obsessed are you tired of me saying the word dragon yet
0: dragon this <laughs> is really dragon like a dragon on morgan uh, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna a soundboard yeah, because that's what this podcast he, needs.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, he, You know, he's purple. He's got he's really cute.
0: Mm-hmm. He has
1: really cute proportions. You
0: like the tiny dragon, too. It's not it doesn't have to be oh, a big. Yeah, it doesn't have dragon. to be a
1: big. No, I like all pretty much all kinds of dragons. All dragons. All dragons. Yeah. Yep. But it, he's little and cute. And that's appealing to the, like child me. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has like a little nerd voice, at least in Spyro one. He does. Well,
0: he was Tom Kenny from the start, right?
1: No. From oh, yeah. from Spyro 2.
0: From Spyro 2. In Reignited, he was Tom Kenny the whole way through, though, right? Yes. Yes, he was. Okay. How do you feel about the original voice actor? Did you...
1: Oh, I I liked him. Okay. It was... uh, I think we might have talked about this before. It was a similar kind of thing where, like, in Spyro 1, his attitude is very, like, cocky and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get (laughs) you. And then they just sort of, like, toned that back in Spyro 2 and swapped or, like, replaced the voice actor. Same thing that they did with Ratchet. Mm. But um, I forgot his name. I think it's chris Azul, he has a crazy last name i don't remember um but yeah he he's sort of had like this like mm. nasty
2: nork
0: to... <laughs> sort of a thing okay not to like bring back naruto but like why why is that like the safe bet with protagonists and games and just children's media to or have being like, like cocky yeah they have like the cocky and obnoxious like but well-intentioned, kind of idiot protagonist. Oh, man.
1: I think it's because it's an easy way to generate conflict.
0: Yeah, I guess because that makes
1: sense. conflict is what you know drives you know character motivation and and the story and the things that happen. So if you have like a cocky guy who's well-intentioned but gets himself and he's he's cocky enough to get himself into situations, mm. and that's where the entertainment comes in. Oh, so that's, also
0: probably the idiot part. It's like, yeah, he's learning about the world as you are, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, any,
1: anytime Naruto's like, a jutsu? How does that work? And then Kakashi has to be like, uh, like this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It would be weird if Kakashi just busted that out. Right. Just for the audience. A little awkward. Or,
1: right. Or Sakura's like, Naruto, you idiot. Why didn't you need to pay attention in class? I'll explain it for you real quick. And then they have like a cute little diagram that
0: mm-hmm. shows. As Hang they're on, all standing sorry. there, squared yes. off, still ready to fight at any moment.
1: Or like slowly hopping from tree to tree. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, because Spyro, Ratchet, mm-hmm. Sly is like a different breed of that, where he is, he's definitely smarter. He's more smarter. suave. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: and smart.
1: smarter.
0: <laughs> he's lush. He's got a lush he's personality. Lush. <laughs> um,
1: And the environments are lush as well. Mm-hmm. Jack like is a
0: freaking idiot. He can't even speak.
1: He doesn't talk. Yeah. Crash doesn't talk.
0: <laughs> Crash. Well, Crash is like an idiot who can't speak. Yeah. Jack is a presumably well, no. normal person who doesn't speak.
1: But Crash can go wah 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 wah. Wah 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 wah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> that concludes that segment. That
0: concludes the very important questions. Do you have any very yeah. important questions? It's usually no. Me. Okay.
1: No. I well, only have an unimportant
0: questions. Okay, we should have a new segment. Unimportant. Unimportant
2: questions.
0: questions. Um, and those are like the actual good questions, right? That, right. As opposed to this, who are you going to save in a fire? Um, right. Situation.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't specify it was a fire.
0: I, well, I the don't know. Fire
1: was most likely immune to fire. No, he's not actually. He's definitely not. Anyway.
0: <laughs> but if you, I'm like I'm immune to air because I breathe air. I feel I like guess. breathing fire makes you immune to fire.
1: Maybe. You
0: know what I mean? Fish breathe water. They're immune to water. <laughs> anyway, type
1: advantages, people. Anyway, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, I'll let you start with the uh, campaigning concept.
1: Okay. I'm, listen, I'm going to be honest. I did not pay attention to the cutscenes very well. Um, so it could be a little bit off on this. I assume
0: there's like one at the beginning, and one at the end, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: there's not. Well, there's actually one that shows up in the middle, too, but it's so inconsequential that I don't even remember. Oh, that's
0: habits. where he blasts his henchmen, right? Like he. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so for like the campaign or the plot, Spyro is having a party, and his friends are there. I don't remember why they're no, having. No,
0: no, no. It's um, it's uh all of the dragon eggs that you captured in three.
1: Uh huh. They're
0: hatching and receiving their firefly. They're
1: they're dragon flocks. or dragonfly. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. But even though there's no baby dragons that you can see, so like.
0: Yeah, I don't think there is.
1: No. I think you have to look um,
0: that up too. That's probably like a f- from the manual sort of bit of lore. Okay.
1: Okay. But so how, how dragons sort of like work in the Spyro universe is they derive their power from dragonflies. So like how Sparks is like Spyro's health indicator and he like helps collect gems, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, so um. basically Ripto shows up, crashes the party, and he's like, bah, I'm just taking the dragonflies and scattering them all around um so that the dragons can't have their power and so mm-hmm. probably so he can take over the realms or whatever um cuz that's kind of what he's always trying to do mhm anyway yeah
0: i got many questions for you i'll okay. start with uh ripto how yes. do you feel about ripto's like return in this game because you i would say pretty decisively destroy him in yeah. 2 uh from the uh, cutscene i saw
1: i mean it probably would have been better well okay
0: there's also like no explanation i think that's the main thing it's like
1: yeah yeah there's no there's no explanation i think it would have been i don't know i don't know what it may be like a whole new villain because not only is ripto back he is rehashing like the plot of spyro 3 which is i'm going to scatter the dragon eggs Mm -hmm. so now instead of scattering the eggs we've scattered the dragonflies which feels like you're you're just recycling two different ideas um So maybe a new villain would have been better, or a new villain that resurrects the old villains. And then mm-hmm. you have to, you know, that sort of a thing.
0: Oh, um. so what was the main, like, so in Spyro 1, you mm-hmm. were reviving the dragons, or unfreezing them. Yeah, Spyro yeah. 3, you're doing the eggs. This game, you're doing the dragonflies. What was Spyro 2?
1: Um, you were freeing, uh, the different realms from Ripto's control and collecting, um, these like magical orbs that powered like a portal to get back to the dragon realms. Okay. Uh, Cause in in two, you, um, get like shwarped out of the dragon realms and into like this like new set of realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spyro was just trying to get back home so he can take a beach vacation. That's like literally all right. he wants to do. That's what,
0: <laughs> that's what we want to do. So yeah. of, of those collectibles like Mm -hmm. main collectibles which one Mm -hmm. of those do you think is the most enticing or interesting because like with the dragons you get a little bit of like you know they say a little thing they all got a little quirky personality dragonflies they just kind of have unique names and then that's it
1: yeah i kind of like the dragons best especially because they added those like unique designs in um right the Reunited Trilogy that was good, yeah. Yeah,
0: very good. Yeah, Cletus, shout yeah, out to Cletus. Love
1: Cletus, and they all have like their quirky little personality. That, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. I'd say that that's my favorite
0: because it was like rewarding every time you went up to one. It was like, who's gonna pop out of this now? It's like, Ooh. right. And what are they gonna say?
1: Keep your horns on, Spyro.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. the best you get in this game is like you catch Dragonfly, and, and it'll it be
1: plays a generic laughing sound effect Yeah, and they all have like really weird names
0: yeah they got strange names so like the reward is like finding out what they're named basically
1: yeah i guess and they're different
0: colors Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite sort of plot device i guess
1: yeah, which I think also, so for Spyro 3, for the baby dragons, I think they might have had like unique animations because they would like pop out of their egg and oh. maybe maybe do different things. I might be projecting that onto the game and misremembering. I don't actually know. Maybe. Um, yeah. And they had unique, I think, color patterns and like names. That's were, cool. I think some of the names were also kind of weird.
0: I do like but, the idea of that, having like a dragon egg pop out, kind of like mm-hmm. the first game. It's like freeing them from the crystal, but it's a different way of doing that. That's neat.
1: Also a valid question. Um in Spyro One, there's no lady dragons. Uh so where are these eggs coming from?
0: (laughs) We got a seahorse situation on our hands. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Is there any lady dragons at all?
1: Um not in the original not in the original games. In Legend of Spyro, yes. And there's a love confession that comes with that
0: i've got a very Um, important question yeah how do they visually distinguish the lady dragons oh
1: in in okay there's two there's two lady dragons as far as i know um you can look them up if you want to actually to see what their designs are like one of them you can look up ember uh just type in ember space spyro and that will give you her
0: it's just pink Um, spyro
1: yeah, and she has very big eyelashes.
0: <laughs> oh, is she in the Reignited Trilogy?
1: No, that's a mod.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, she is in Hero's Tale, um, which is a PS2 game that we will get to at some point. Um, and then you have Cinder, I think spelled C-Y-N-D-E-R, uh, who made an appearance in the Legend of Spyro Trilogy and in Skylanders. But Okay. Yeah. And she has a couple, a few different designs.
0: Um, is she evil?
1: She was. Yeah, she, she looks she like is, she was. She is the final boss of the first Legend of Spyro game. So what happens to her? But she's like she's not like evil. She's she was like tormented and like twisted into this big evil dragon. And then you defeat her and then she shrinks down into a cute little girl dragon. Nice. Yeah.
0: Did you see that thing I sent you?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Why what what, what Just a YouTube this?
0: thumbnail, I guess.
1: Okay. I don't understand. I hate that. I anyway. hate it. It's the, yeah. like the
0: first thing I see when I type in Spyro Cinder.
1: Oh, well. Oops. Sorry about that. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to have to go to a therapist now. Right. Um, um, <laughs> okay. I want to talk more about Spyro's friends. Let's yeah, cover okay. this cocaine leopard that we see at the beginning of the this game. This
1: cocaine leopard. He's from Spyro 2. Okay. And 3. Okay.
0: Is he like uh-huh. Spyro's? Like is he like a an essential character in some way? Why are there lepers? I thought this was a dragon world. What's going so, on? So
1: so he is from so so he's not from the dragon realms. He's from that separate set of realms in Spyro 2. That's where you meet Hunter. There's Hunter and Alara?
2: Is she? I think Alara's
1: her name. No. <laughs> and Alara is a fawn. So she's like a little half girl, half goat chick
2: okay. um
1: and and she and hunter are our best buds from that second set of realms and you meet hunter uh at the beginning of spyro 2 and he teaches you the gliding mechanics um and then shows up in like the little like side mini game things
2: from time mm-hmm.
1: to time um and then he reappears in spyro 3 and does a similar thing the bunny gal i don't remember her name um but she is the villain's apprentice. From Spyro 3. And she I think has a crush on Hunter and ends up betraying the villain and helps you out because of Hunter. Okay. Um I almost so wrote down around. her
0: name because I did see it, but instead I wrote down Walmart Brand Lola Bunny. So
1: <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what she is. I forgot her name. I don't yeah. remember her name.
0: She um, I didn't like them.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't like that's, them. Okay.
0: Uh I don't um, like looking at them. I wish they'd go away.
1: They are kind of upsetting. They're very like, like, like if you turned Jell O into a living being, is how they look and move a little bit. Yeah, they.
0: I did see some like other, and maybe this was from the Reignited trilogy. Uh, do you, did you see them in the Reignited trilogy at yeah. all? Yeah. Yeah. Did they look better? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, that's it, what it, I saw.
1: It's like, it's like they took their PS1 models and didn't really update them at all, is that's, why they look like that.
0: That's, like, what the intro cutscene feels like. Yes. The intro cutscene is an abomination.
1: Yes. Also, did you did you see the big blue dragon-looking lady with the big rough collar, the the balloon, at the beginning of the cutscene? Was she scene?
0: one of the, like, people behind Ripto? No. Oh. I don't she think I caught her.
1: Like, the camera, it's, like, looking up, there's, like, party balloons, and then there's, like, a balloon of this big blue...
0: I'm going to see She's, if I can find it real quick.
1: Okay, she was the villain from the main villain from Spyro 3. And they just have like this balloon of her at the party <laughs> for some okay. reason. And the 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 bad guys uh, Ripto's minions are Crush and Gulp. And Crush and Gulp were bosses in Spyro 2.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is, is Nasty Nort in this game at all? No. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: Nasty Nort stays dead. Um, but Ripto does not. That's for strange. whatever reason,
0: who would yeah. you do, who would you decide or say is like the more iconic Spyro villain?
1: I think Ripto, just because he's given more like screen time okay. and and everything, whereas like Nasty Nork, he has like his opening cutscene, that's like all you really see of him. That's true. Um, yeah. until you like kill him, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas like Ripto makes continuous appearances. So
0: right, how do you how do you feel about Ripto as a villain? Is he like annoying in a good way that makes you want to kill him is he he's
1: i think it's like his boss fight in Spyro 2 is actually like pretty hard okay um and it it feels like an appropriate like um i i would say a big weakness of Spyro 1 is how they handled boss fights because they didn't like you just like run you chase after a guy and like flame him a few times and that's it right yeah whereas in Spyro 2 it's like you actually have to like you know, fight, and it's, like, a bit harder, um, and, like, it actually, like, poses a challenge, um, and so Ripto's, it was a three-phase boss fight, and it was pretty rough, like, pretty, pretty difficult, um, gotcha, and, and so I think for, for that reason, he's, he's a more iconic build. I think he works, um, also, Ripto's name is, um, is based off of the Japanese, I think, Katakana of Spyro's name, like, like, someone looked at um, Spyro's name in Japanese, and they were like, oh, that looks like that spells out Ripto. And that's why Ripto is named what he is. Interesting. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I also feel like Ripto is, like, the name I hear most associated with Spyro, so that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. He's, he's probably the most, the best suited to be sort of like a nemesis type figure, I guess. Right.
0: So if they, w- would you prefer for him to, let's say there is a Spyro 4, would you prefer? a new villain or would you like to maybe retread oh, with hard. ripto because uh, he does I mean, kind of die into
1: yeah <laughs> Like in this game he just like leaves mm. he just i think he like dives through like a portal or something and you don't he's like i'll come back for you one day sort of a thing um yeah. oh i don't know well maybe maybe yeah bring ripto back but give him like more henchmen like aside okay. from like just the two like maybe add some more henchmen in there
0: mm-hmm. i kind of like um because with crash 4 dr nefarious is back but crash
1: um not nefarious cortex yeah Yeah. cortex yeah yeah
0: yeah but they kind of do a thing with cortex where he's the villain but it feels like a lot of the times he's kind of like comedic relief and there's a bigger villain like yeah you know that's what i'm
1: saying is that yeah maybe bring Ripto back maybe have like he has like like here's Rupto and his dorky little henchman, but then he finds like a bigger, like scarier henchman. But then that henchman betrays him and ends up being the main villain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. what I would do if mm-hmm. I was the writer, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, also sort of like a like a rift apart. The, the two nefariouses. Right. how you yep. have like doctor nefarious, but then like emperor nefarious is like way scarier. Mm-hmm. That sort of a thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be cool.
1: So, so just to explain like how the campaign, I guess, works a little bit better. So you have, I think it's 10 levels and your home world, mm-hmm. which is like sort of like a hub that you use to traverse between the different levels, um, within, uh, both the home world and those levels, you have various mini games with, um, dragonflies as a reward. So some of those are like separate challenges that you go through a portal to get to. And there's, you know, like a Simon says mini game, or maybe it's like a, 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 Flying speedway, yeah, Yeah. or maybe it's a vehicle thing. Um, and then there's also these like little power up gates you go through that give you like some sort of powered up like breath, like flame breath or ice breath or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you complete a challenge that way. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: oh, I got a lot of things I want to break down. So, previous Spyro uh games, and again, I can only really speak from with like a lot of certainty on Spyro One had like a hub world, like multiple hub worlds, yes, and multiple levels within that hub world and the hub world was kind of like its own level. Do you prefer having like more levels that are smaller or kind of like how this game does it where it tries to have fewer large levels?
1: Hmm, I that's really hard for me to say because I do have a lot of problems with the level design in this game. Mm-hmm. I think if it was like implemented and and had like the polish and like the the time and the thought behind it, I think it could be fine. Um, I do, I do like how Spyro 1 has, like, each, like, hub world, and then the, the associated levels have, like, their themes, though. Mm -hmm. So, like, as you progress through the game, you get to see these different themes. I don't know. I don't really know what I prefer, because that was immediately ditched by Spyro 2. Like, it's, like, a little bit different.
0: Oh, do they also do bigger worlds?
1: There's, there's three, kind of. There's three, um, hub worlds, and they have a similar thing where... Within the levels, there's, like, little, like, side quests or, like, little, like, optional mini games you can do to get more um, orbs or, like, collectibles or whatever. Um, And they still have, like, speedways that are, like, their own separate uh, levels. Okay. Um, I probably like how Spyro 2 does it the best. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember. No, Spyro 3 had too many different, like, gameplay types, I think. That's going to sound weird. But in Spyro 3, you can control other playable characters um when you go into their specific levels and i didn't i don't i like the core spiral gameplay i didn't really like their their uh gameplay so much
0: if i was to throw my own opinion (laughs) into like the bigger but fewer or smaller but more i think that as far as a -a collect-a-thon goes it makes more sense to have sectioned off areas as opposed to because imagine like you're missing a few things in a large open world it's like well, now it's kind of frustrating to retrack yeah. everything, whereas mm-hmm. in Spyro 1, having to retrace your steps and find something was never overly frustrating because the worlds were more self-contained. Right. Um, I think that you could like still have a larger world if you found a way to section it off. Like Imagine Spyro 1, but instead of blending the level or the, the worlds within the hub world, Together through like a portal, if there was just like a pathway that kind of like Jack and Daxter, where you enter. Yeah, you know, and that the collectibles
1: section. are tracked mm-hmm. differently within those sub. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think that, I think that could work.
0: That'd be cool too, because then you get the sense of like a large world, mm-hmm. but it's still manageable, and you can like tackle them without getting yeah. lost or anything like that. Right. I think that that would be like my preferred way to do it. Uh, I have another question. Do you feel like this game mm. is light on content in any way? Because,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So, like, how would you compare it to Spiral One? As I guess is like my only real touchstone.
2: Mm,
1: okay. No, I would say Spiral One definitely feels more fleshed out because uh-huh. even though even though Spiral One doesn't really have like the mini games yet or anything like that, um, you the the sense of like well just like the sheer amount of levels mm-hmm. and um. You know, the all of the collectibles are necessary. Like you have to have a certain amount of gems. You have to free a certain amount of dragons and collect a certain amount of eggs. That sort of a thing. And and if you do all that, you are rewarded with a bonus level, whereas this oh, the yeah. progression is only tied to the amount of dragonflies. And there's no bonus for going out of your way to get all the gems or anything like that. It's it's just progression is only dragonflies. You can completely ignore all the gems in the game and be able to progress Interesting. pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's hmm.
1: Well, progression is also not really they, they tried to have progression tied to power-ups as well. Right. So, um so like you could collect
0: to open the gates and stuff, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's like there's bubble breath, there's um lightning breath and frost breath, I think, and like a wing shield. But Okay. The the everything about the game the way it's like structured with like you have to have this certain amount of dragonflies to get into this level it's already linear to begin with so having things like gatekeeping things behind these abilities is not doing anything to to make the experience more meaningful Mm -hmm. that makes sense Whereas spyro 2 was like okay um you have like this like chunk of collectibles in this level, and you cannot reach them until you get this certain ability. So then you have to backtrack back to this level, or maybe you need this specific special ability to complete this mini game. So you're gonna have to come back. That sort of a thing. That's more like meaningful, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. know.
0: I want to because you brought up the power ups. Um, I'm curious, like how they what their purpose is, because I only made it to the point where I unlocked lightning breath Mm -hmm. and i didn't really make it to a point where i found out how lightning breath was really differentiated from fire
1: it's not it's not not it seemed like it wasn't yeah no the only thing that it does that you have to use it for is there are certain some things Well, like in in like um the crop circle the farming level there's like lightning rods that you have to power up by using the lightning breath on it or, like, you have to use bubble breath to catch dragonflies. Um, right. Other than that, there's no reason for it. Like, I take no, it does not of, add anything.
0: Mm-hmm. I take issue with that as a concept because yeah. they have, they, they operate the same as your regular old flame breath, right? Yes. Like, it's a cone. It just interacts with the world differently. And that's a strange sort of, because from a world perspective, like a... You know, logic in the game world, like it makes sense that you have to use a bubble to capture a dragonfly or whatever, mm-hmm. or you have to use lightning to interact with the flame rods. But or not the flame rods, the lightning rods. Um, yeah. But from like a gameplay sense, all you're doing is cycling through the same thing. Like, yes. it's not like switching to a different gun in a shooter where. The gun would handle differently, like there would be different properties to it. Maybe it would like charge up or it would be a burst fire or something like right. that. Like, and I think if they're, if they maintained like the different types of breath, but they didn't all operate the same way, that would be yeah. more interesting because as of now, it's like the gameplay is just cycling through with the L button, right. that's it. And yeah, that's just annoying. That's not really fun.
1: Right, I and I don't know how much of this is due to how like rushed this game was, or if this is if if the that part of the end product is developer intended one hundred percent. Because well, like well, so like Ratchet and Clank, for example, you know, like switching weapons in Ratchet and Clank is fun because those weapons apply to you can use them as tools in certain specific scenarios. In this game, there are no scenarios to play with.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just. It would be like yeah. if Ratchet and Clank had three colors of guns and it was like red, and green, and blue. they all did the exact same thing. <laughs> they do the same thing, but you can only use red guns to shoot red enemies and green guns to shoot green enemies and blue guns. Like yeah, That's exactly. not what no. you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will say, I was mentioning the, the backtracking thing earlier where it's like, oh, you can't do this thing until you have this ability. There's, I think, literally one example in the whole game. <laughs> And that is in the first level in the dragon dojo, you have to, there's like these little baby dragons and they're like, Oh, my kite's stuck. You have to get frost breath and come back and freeze them and then oh, okay. jump on them and then jump up there and get their kite down. But when I did that, it was hella buggy hmm. and it did not like to let me stand on the frozen block <laughs> that I turned the baby dragons into and kept like shooting me off in random direction. It was frustrating. Yeah. Um. So that like barely functions. Um, I gotcha. But
0: yeah. Um, I'll, I want to move on to, uh, because we kind of discussed level design and all that, I wanted you to kind of give your two cents when it came to like you wrote down gym placement and the use of space. So I want to hear what you have to say about that.
1: So, uh, my issue with, and I think this is because, once again, I don't know what 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 is developer intended and what is a, a product of this beacon rushed piece of shit. The levels, there are so many parts of these levels that it's just like a big wide open like room sort of or a big wide open space and the only thing to do in that space is to zigzag around and collect gems Mm -hmm. and this leads to a lot of really wide empty corridors or wide empty like corners of specific areas that that don't they have nothing of interest they serve no purpose um and the way the gems are placed it's like it, it's hard to articulate, but like in Spiral 1, right, the way the way the gems are like clustered, it makes it like satisfying to go pick them up because it's like, okay, I'm going to glide over to this platform and I'm going to clear this off and pick up these gems. And then I'm going to, you know, run along this like straight hallway and smash through all these crates. Mm-hmm. And it feels like really like you can be efficient with it. You know what I mean? Um, with how you're picking up the collectibles versus in this game, it feels like somebody took the gems and they, like, walked around the level and sort of, like, threw it out, like, birdseed or something. And and it just makes collecting them frustrating because you have to, like, zigzag... Like, you can't walk straight through the hallway and just pick up the gems. You have to zigzag back and forth all around and do Mm -hmm. that when you go up and down stairs. And, like, it's just... The, the gem placement, it, it feels like they were trying to um, pad out the gameplay by making you literally waste time dicking around, picking up gems. That's that were put what in I was going to say, yeah.
0: That's what yeah. it felt like to me. The first time I was playing the game, I crashed and lost all of my progress. But the first time I was playing the game, I was playing it like I played the original Spyro, where I was collecting everything as I went along. And mm-hmm. it felt so tedious, whereas in yeah. Spyro it didn't – it felt enjoyable. Yeah. In a way that wasn't like, oh man, I'm just doing something like super, it felt like I was just running around in... Mindlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that
1: weird? And like, you don't notice that there is an art to that sort of thing until you see a bad example of it. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, why does this suck so bad?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Another thing that... So you mentioned um, in the mechanics section, because we've kind of tackled... uh, we're kind of jumping around all over, which is fine. No, it's fine. Um, The mechanics. So I immediately felt like this game was off. And I'm like, I'm not sure if that's like the inconsistent frame rate that's happening, the slowdown mm-hmm. that's happening occasionally. But controlling Spyro felt kind of stiff, stiffer, less yeah. flexible than Spyro 1 from what I played of the Reignited trilogy. And I'm curious, like, if you have if you if you feel like it doesn't bother you too much because maybe you're familiar with it or you do feel like it's in line with previous spyro games more than i would say i, I don't
1: know no it it sucks it's like it's like the game has like consistent input lag mm, okay um and it's it's always it's always felt that way to me whereas okay. like yeah yeah spyro one and two feel it feels like fine to control it's not like frustrating whereas this it's like okay you know, it's like Spyro doesn't like react yeah. as like fast as you wanted to, or like move as fast as you wanted to. It feels like
0: know. he doesn't, maybe he doesn't like turn, like his turning radius is maybe wider, and that makes him feel like yeah. kind of less nimble than. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's kind of, I'd have to double check, but.
1: Because I know in, like, in the original Spyro, if you were, like, running and you wanted to, like, double back, he had, like, a, a, a relatively quick, like, double back animation where he would, like, skid to a stop and then whip around and do what you wanted him yeah, to. But I don't yeah. remember that being a thing. It's may, It might be a thing in this game and I just... But yeah, no, there, there's definitely, like, a consistent input lag that makes it frustrating mm-hmm. to control.
0: And that combined with the general bad performance is it just is a recipe for something to not feel fun to play, which is frustrating. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I want to, I wanted to ask, is this hovering thing because we have the same stuff from Spyro one where you have, you know, breath, fire breath, uh, mm-hmm. charging, jumping, gliding, like you wrote out, but you also have this hovering thing. Yeah. Which I didn't pick up on immediately. Is That, that was something introduced spe- in two. That was a two thing. Does it operate yeah. the same way?
1: In two, yeah, it, I, it well. I, so, so I don't how really works, like it. <laughs> oh, how it works is when it it gives you just like a teeny little bit of extra height at the end of your glide. So you're supposed to like glide and be like holding the direction you want to go so like or whatever or or when you when you are performing the hover you want to hold the direction like hold forward so it will give you just like a little bit of a boost and push you forward a little bit and then set you down right mm. on the edge of the platform
0: for those um, who um maybe haven't played the game i feel like you could just de- you could describe it almost like yoshi's sort of flutter kick you know what i mean mm, if you mm-hmm. played that where it's like you jump and then it's it, like but... waddle and then it kind of waddles up a little bit it's sort of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. A little bit like that.
0: I. Yeah. I'll let you go.
1: It's like it's almost like a teeny kind of like a safety net, but it's also meant to make certain glides more challenging, right. Because you have to time it right.
0: I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea of like having a little safety.
1: Net. I wonder. I wonder if you would like it better in Spyro too. There's a chance like I a would. Better, okay.
0: Uh, yeah. There's. I think there's a good chance I would, but I. I don't like the because. Hmm. It's adding like an extra level of skill because you lose your momentum with the hover, so you have to press it at the right moment, Mm -hmm. I guess. But I don't really like, because you could just make the jump the distance where you have to glide, you know, you have to jump at the edge of the cliff and glide over as opposed to jump at the edge of the cliff, glide over, and hover at the right moment. And I felt like I was struggling to like kind of nail the hover because it's kind of like you stop and then you go yeah. up. And if you don't, if you're not really right, you don't have any way to make it all the way to the platform. So
1: it is kind of a butt clencher. Yeah. Like when you use it, you're like, <gasps> like, am I going to make it? Um, I will say that something I think that made using the hover frustrating in this game was sometimes maybe the scenario you had to use it in. So like sometimes they were like floating platforms that when you stood on them, they would kind of like bounce up and down. And so that would um, like, I'm trying to think of an example that you would have seen, but probably in later levels, there's like, there's like floating platforms that have like some physics to them, where when you get on them, they kind of like want to bob around a little bit. And that makes it frustrating to try and hop from platform to platform because your it messes with your jump height and like your, your ability to jump and glide and mm-hmm. judge all that is messed up. And then also there are the platforming challenges. I don't know if you got to the one in Crop Circle where it's like these like rotating platforms and you have to get to the guy in the middle or whatever. Okay. And trying to to judge like, okay, I'm going to glide and then hover onto this moving platform when you have like the input lag and everything. Kind of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, And and not. Yeah. But I don't remember any glides in Spyro 2 that require to have hover like giving me the same issues. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Something worth thinking about.
0: So I'll make another analogy to Mario. Um, I like the idea for kids' games having maybe more mechanics than what is required to beat the game. So like additional mechanics for maybe more skilled players. In Mario, I believe, someone email me if I'm wrong about this, but um, (laughs) from what I remember, um, when they make 2D Mario games, they test the levels without running. So mm. I like, I, and if, to apply that to this game, I, I like the idea of testing the jumps without hovering. So like, okay. it's another option rather than being required. So mm. like in Mario, they're going to play through the entire level, make sure it works without running. And running is kind of like an option for maybe more skilled or advanced players.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I don't know if that applies to, like, the harder in-game levels of Mario or anything like that, but Mm. that's, I think, an approach to um, games for children that I think is a solid idea. Yeah. Uh, One thing I will say about, before we move on from mechanics, is that the game... I would say egregiously bombards you with mechanics in the worst possible way right off the bat.
1: Oh, with sparks just dragging you to a halt and being like, let me make annoying sounds at you. (laughs)
0: Let
1: me squeak. While you read text on screen. (laughs) That's
0: what he sounds like. (laughs) It's to tell you very self-explanatory things or things that are already part of Spyro. But you can do that without stopping me, I think, personally. Yeah. You can have just, like, a pop-up with, like, text that's, like, mm-hmm. scrolling while he's talking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It
0: kind of sucks because, like, the time to play, start moving around, is a little elongated because of the opening cutscene. And then it's like, <laughs> as soon as you start playing, it's like, and, stop. And then you start playing mm-hmm. and it's like, and, stop. And then you start playing and it's like, and, stop. Like, you can't move it's frustrating. more than, like, four feet. It's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not very well thought out there. Yeah.
1: Also, like, if you get within a certain range of an NPC and how Spiral will just sort of like stop, like listening to your input and just like slowly walk, walk over to, to that yeah, NPC yeah. and then talk to them. It's like, don't okay. Mm-hmm. Like I know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> or just have the NPC turn to me if you're gonna make me do that. It's a little, yeah, yeah. Little silly. anyway. Um, I have one more piece of mechanic okay. question before we move on because I missed it. Um, so this is more for you because you're mm. Spiral fan number one. Yes what are you looking for in a Spyro game and do you care about like the sort of extra um break up the regular gameplay content and what content do you like versus which is more like let's leave that out so I assume speedways are like that's part of the game right yeah yeah What I've been in every game right right and they're fun because you got to figure out like the order to do the things and like the most efficient way I found it fun but yeah for um, other mini games what's what would you do you want them would you cut them out
1: i don't know there's there's some so so the, in this game the, the mini games are dog shit um <laughs> and, why am i driving good. a tank yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like slow and clunky and, and terrible and the hit boxes are garbage and a whole mess um there's a later um tank mini game where it is timed and you have to get through it without dying. And it's a hellish nightmare that I save state scummed my way through mm. because I was like, I'm going okay. to go insane. You can't. Um, anyway, I like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what my favorite challenge is? Is when, is when the level design itself presents you with a unique challenge like treetops in Spiral 1. Do yeah. you remember treetops? Yeah. Where it's like the ramps? That's one of my favorites.
0: Probably the best the most iconic for me, level yeah. and Spiro,
1: just because and and it's about like letting the 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 environment of the level influence like the challenge. So, like treetops, it's like we are running around on these like giant trees, and so here's these like supercharged ramps that you have to ramp off of to launch between the big trees, mm-hmm. and that's so cool.
0: And you feel and, so smart when you figure it out. Yeah, the order to chain them together, it's yeah. Good.
1: And I think. Spyro's strong suit has always been its like atmosphere and aesthetics and that sort of thing, at least in Spyro 1. So like that sort of like smart level design is is what is important to me. And then, I mean, th- there's there's plenty of mini games or or like side challenges or whatever in Spyro 2 that are fun, but there's some that are like stinkers where it's like, I'm going to do this just because I want to get that 100% completion. Am I having the time of my life? No, not really. But they're also, like, none of them are, are asking that much of you. Well, mm-hmm. there is one that is. Um, For those of you who have played Spyro 2, Fracture Hills, um, Hunter with that stupid, stupid fucking potion, and the stone golems that are trying to smash him. Worst. <laughs> it's like an escort challenge, and you have to, like, headbutt these, like, giant golems out of his way before they, like, hit him but he takes no it's a goat i don't think it's even hunter it's a goat stupid goat man takes the stupidest route possible through these like golems and it's frustrating mm. anyway so there's like some where it's like with mini games they can drive me up a wall a little bit just depends on the mini game i guess
0: mm-hmm. i think i'm definitely with you in that like there's still more things that you can do with like the base spiral mechanics and maybe you don't need to veer off into like completely changing it up with like a tank minigame or like mm-hmm. some other weird control scheme or playing as a different character or something
1: I I will say I know you didn't get to play many of the like mini games but most of those felt like horrendously unpolished and unfinished Tone. like the environments were bland some of them like the 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 objectives were just like is just brainless mm-hmm. to like play them anyway that's all I have to say
0: all right let's move on to collectibles and completion morgan why don't you tell me about the 100%ing experience.
1: Yeah. So in 1, like I said, if you... I think it might be if you get 100% gems? Or is it 100% everything? I don't remember. Either I way. I think
0: it's everything. <clears throat> okay. Actually, maybe it is gems. I don't know.
1: Regardless, you unlock um, Nasty's Loot, which is um, a level that has like a, a sort of like a new mechanic where it's like, you can fly anywhere you want. Um but it has like some stipulations where, like, you have to, your maximum, like,
0: height, um, altitude. Height,
1: yeah, your maximum altitude is based off of the highest platform you can jump off of in level. Yep. That's cool. I'm it cool with cool. that. It's fun to do. Um,
0: it was a fun last level because you collect, yeah, like, yeah. an obscene amount of gems.
1: Yeah. And you just get to, like, the dopamine of, like, watching the number go up. You're just like, whoa. And, mm-hmm. like, that last room with all the purple gems and they all, like, explode and it just, like, showers you. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, satisfying. Um Spyro 2. If you get enough orbs, um you get to unlock Dragon Shores, so you get to take Spyro's beach vacation. Nice. Um that he wanted to take and you get to do mini games there. Um and then also if you have 100% collectibles, you get to unlock a permanent um upgrade to your flame attack. And then when you do that, you can also I think <clears throat> kind of sort of do, like, a new game plus.
0: Okay, I was gonna ask, yeah.
1: Yeah, where you have that that special powered-up flame attack. um, And it's, like, just, like, shooting a missile out of your mouth, basically. <laughs> where it just, like, it just goes. It has, like, an unlimited amount of distance, and it'll just, like, fly. And explodes on impact. So that's kind of fun.
0: You're like a hacker in a Modern Warfare 2 lobby or something. Sure. You just shoot once <laughs> and everyone dies.
1: Yeah. Well, it doesn't have, like, auto-aim or anything like that. Okay. Like, it shoots where you are pointing. But... I don't know about Spyro 3 because I didn't 100% that one. So my bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, also another thing about Spyro 2 is it has um, skill points like Ratchet and Clank. And if you get the skill points, um, then you get some bonus content where they show you some like enemies that were cut from the game and have like a little blurb about it. So that's kind of cute mm-hmm. that you get like, some behind the scenes content that way. This game, nothing. You don't get anything. <laughs> Forgetting all gems, all dragonflies. They
0: don't care. That's disappointing. I feel like if you're going to ask collectathons it feels like almost a prerequisite to have a reward. you have to have
1: something yeah yeah even if it's just like an extra five seconds not one, more hopefully more than five seconds tacked onto the ending cutscene. Mm-hmm. if you want to pull a scaler
0: or a um <laughs> crash bandicoot Wrath of yeah text. or crash
1: bandicoot forgot about that Unlocked yeah the
0: true ending yeah yeah oh boy well i'm in agreement with you there <laughs> okay i didn't 100 the game so i uh I can't relate to the feeling of nothingness um, <laughs> that that creates. When it comes to collectathons like this, obviously we've talked about this before, like as far as like time spent with games, you're more open to spending a long amount of time with something that is like very deep and, you know, story-based or something like that. But when it comes to a collectathon like this, how deep are you willing to go? Like, less think, than 10 hours? Because I think the original Spyro is probably like a 10-hour completion or something like that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think the original Spyro... I think both Spyro 1 and 2 take me around like 8 to 10 hours, and I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, Cause because... like I can
1: sit down and do that in a day if I want, mm-hmm. or I can split it up, so...
0: I will say that like Insomniac Games completion for me, because I played a Spyro and Spider-Man back-to-back. And I found oh. their completion requirements to be perfectly on the edge. Like, I finished the game pretty much right when I was ready to stop playing. Oh, wow. So I was like... That's impressive. Yeah, I'm like, this is like a well-paced 100%. Yeah. Because Spider-Man was like, I think 19 hours, which is, you know, longer than Spyro, but there was also, I think, more ways for Spider-Man to interact yeah. with stuff, and it was a... Large, you know, open world New York, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I've f- 100%. And I'm like, I'm ready to stop. Same with Spyro, it's like, 100%, I'm ready to stop. Um, mm-hmm. so it was like very well timed, I think, in that sense. I don't think something could reasonably go on for more than 20 ish hours. No, that's like on the high end because, like, yeah, especially a 3D platformer. I, I love Mario Odyssey, but I feel like that game maybe too much to collect in that game that's like Mm. like a thousand moons i think oh it's a lot it's that sounds like a lot it's cool because you could pace it in a way where it's like you just hop in and find a few more and that would probably be a satisfying way to do it but i i prefer to play and finish like kind of more intentionally rather than pick up and play constantly so Mm -hmm. yeah if you have Um. anything else to add to that one
1: Oh, I don't, but real quick, it says that you hated using bubble breath for dragonflies. Yeah, the hitbox on that was fucked up. Yeah, it was mean. messed up. It was hard to yeah, catch those Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, move on to visuals?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Whew. Okay, I will say, the visuals in this game are not... I, I would not rate them the worst we've seen. Um, The worst being... uh, I'm drawing a blank snow. What is it? Uh. N- harry potter no well that's a stinker no no was the it a launch game oh no yes no yes no. <laughs> sorry the cyberpunk cop lady
0: oh oni oni i was trying
1: to say onigiri and i'm like no that's the rice triangles
0: oh
1: <laughs> it's like a food um yeah no oni was bad bland visually.
0: environments for sure
1: yeah yeah this does not Mm, the environments are like bland but it's not like as bad
0: yeah that um, that had major like early pc 3d game vibes to me yeah
1: yeah so i i mentioned this i think jokingly maybe in the intro of this where there's like certain elements in this game that are lacking polish so like the skyboxes the water planes they look very basic very like this is something that somebody slapped together in like a day sort of a thing mm-hmm. um also, we've mentioned I think the frame rate issues with like the input lag. Um, there are also some bugs and texture glitches that cause like a horrible like flashing, like like an enemy texture will glitch and like flash rapidly across the whole screen and like hurt your eyes. Mm. Um, and I said something about this game should come with an epilepsy warning. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and because you said that, I tacked this on. I wasn't going to add it because I didn't really have much to elaborate on. It was just like. Mm-hmm a cliff note that i saw written on the wikipedia page and it it mentioned that there was a lawsuit filed in this game in 2007 uh, for a child who suffered an epileptic seizure from this game well so i don't know how that resolved you're... itself but uh, yeah. it was filed
2: Well, <laughs> oh,
1: that's worth considering yeah if you have like if if you are someone who is of risk I don't. Mm-hmm. Not for this game. Yeah, don't do this <laughs> don't game. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> don't watch uh, that one Pokemon episode that caused right. seizures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't do any of that. I've been looking into the Pokemon stuff. I don't know if you remember. That's the Porygon episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Porygon, I from what I remember, has not been featured in the anime at all. <laughs> Past that because of that. <laughs> because of that. Oh my gosh. I may be wrong. Again, email Uh-oh. me. Anastickmail at gmail.com, if I am wrong on that one, but yeah I, I, yeah, I watched an older video about that recently, and it was like, that's so funny. He's just like not in the anime now because of that.
1: I will say, sorry, back to like the the level design and the visuals. Sorry, let me figure out what this level is called. As I was playing, I was trying to keep in mind, you know, which, which of these levels are pretty well designed and, and which ones feel like weird? Empty spaces. Totally. Dragonfly Dojo feels weird and wide and too empty. Same with uh Crop Circle Country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Luau Island has fairly decent design. Um Cloud Nine is okay, but could use some polish. That was the more dreamy same one, thing. Right? Cloud Nine. Yeah. Um that was with like the teddy bears. Oh. I don't know if you know anything about that. Where it's like it's like dream. Well, I guess it's it's dream themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Honey Marsh, I think, has the most like polish, um, and and seems to be the best. Both, and that's the funky thing, Honey Marsh. The gem placement was not as like horrendous hmm. either. Like it, it felt like maybe that one got more time earlier in development or something. And it's
0: interesting because normally you'd front load your good stuff if you got a really yeah. lacking game, and this is no, towards yeah, the and end. it's
1: not. Yeah, um, Thieves Den was like a cool concept, but was kind of like it was like too confusing thieves
0: den was in the original game right no okay was there a thieves world
1: or something like a thieves realm Uh, not not as far as i'm aware of there might be in three but i don't
0: okay yeah i I could be just misremembering that then
1: um and the jurassic jungle had like similar issues where it's like this is just too too many wide open spaces Mm -hmm. also another funky thing about all these level designs is that they're kind of like a like a donut. Like you get to like yeah. the end, but like then it Skyrim just continues to dungeon. <laughs> yeah, like loop around. And so that makes finding uh, the the sense of like completion is not there because it's like, well, it just loops back around and then you have to I don't know. Yeah. It makes it hard. It feels like harder for you to like think back and like be like, Okay, well, where am I missing something at? Mm. You know mm. what I mean? I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's one last thing I had to say about that. But yeah, I think I think Honey Marsh is like the best probably the best looking level. Do
0: you think it plays the best too as far as mm-hmm. like okay.
1: Um, yeah, it's okay. Okay. There's like an enemy in there that's kind of bullshit, but whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, um I I have a couple characters I want to talk about. Okay. 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 So we already talked about the fucking cocaine leopard as I wrote down in uh, yeah. the Walmart band Roll the Bunny. <laughs> Spyro's Uh model looks pretty fine, like, especially similar to Crash, where, like, Crash looked really good in Wrath of Cortex. Everyone else Mm -hmm. did not, really. Yeah. Um, Ripto is embarrassing. He looks like it's the last thing they slap together. (laughs) It's... Like ass. Yeah, he looks like a PS1 model. Um, The humans in, like, crop... Yeah. Abomination. Crop circle country.
1: Should be illegal. Unholy...
0: They look. Do why there, are they humans?
1: I, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say why. Why even? Why not make them like sheep? I don't know. A sheep? Yeah. Maybe they were like, oh, it's too weird because they have cows. But who cares? I don't know. Because like everything else is like an animal. Yeah. So I just do that.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of that level, like the concept of like a because it's where we live. You know. Yeah. Reminds yeah. us of home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not make them like or or like like sheep herding dogs or something? Yeah,
0: that'd be cool too. That would have been kinda cute. And they were like those sheep herding dogs in the original, right? The ones that would jump on
1: you. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. That would be
0: maybe a callback funny. to that in some way.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, but the humans um, was a bad call. Bad yeah, call to the was humans. Not a good idea. That's like I they reminded me of the police officer from Tulip.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. They did, yeah they kind of had like a tulip vibe, but it's not in tulip, and so that makes it terrifying.
0: I think of tulip a lot. Yeah, don't you? It's
1: a, yeah. I, I I genuinely love that game actually. <laughs> <laughs> as like uh, as it, it was certainly an experience.
0: What but, a game! I know. <laughs> what an inexplicable hey, game.
1: Go check out our tulip episode if you haven't heard it before.
0: Go check about go check out something tulip related because that is yeah. like a. That, it's an experience that's like a wild game yeah that's it's the most like unique game we've played i think so. maybe the yeah. most unique game i've played maybe not anyway
1: oh, what was i gonna <laughs> say oh yeah so so for for cocaine leopard hunter <laughs> hunter um lola bunny walmart brand lola bunny don't Sorry, I don't remember her name. And Ripto, I'm pretty sure. I feel like they just like ripped their PS1 models without doing any sort of like updating. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say. Speaking of like questionable NPCs, um, the in in the Dragon Dojo level, um, the Dragon Masters with like the really thick accent is that um maybe just a little bit, you know, I don't know, (laughs) a little questionable.
0: That one. So I accidentally skipped the first. I heard like a second of it. And I accidentally skipped his dialogue, oh. and then I was like, "Wait a minute, what was it, what was going on there?" And then the second one I got to, I'm like, hmm, "Okay, they're doing this. Okay, yeah, they're doing this. this is, they're doing this accent. They're doing yeah, the English is, as it's yeah, yeah,
1: maybe like a product of its time sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. We weren't really thinking about being conscientious in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually." Did you know about Spyro 2? The thing that they had to change. No. One of the things they had to change. Um. So in, in Spyro two, there's like a there's like a desert sort of like Middle Eastern level. Um, and there is a um a, a side mission where you have to. There's a a guy flying on a magic carpet and he throws bombs at you.
0: Oh my god!
1: And he has a a turban, and his name I think is Bombo. Like bomb dash O or something, uh, and they had to they had to change him <laughs> because it's a bit insensitive. Uh, Man, no, um,
0: yeah, that doesn't fly.
1: No, <laughs> yikes! Maybe you want to cut that one out. <laughs> Do I bomb? I don't know. He's, a he's dropping bombs everywhere. He wouldn't fly. <laughs> but he's but it's like a racist stereotype, though. Like. Like what the TSA, what the TSA does to these poor people, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I assume there's profile not I assume there's profile in half of them.
1: Yeah, we are not we don't listen. we're not about yeah, no, nothing anyway <laughs> Sound design.:
0: <laughs> So in one of the episodes, I don't remember which episode we talked about the Spyro Inch of the Dragonfly soundtrack, wasn't there some sort of weird like? easter egg or thing like chant that was being said oh the yaha asshole yaha asshole yes yes what is that did you no i don't know where the, that is
1: okay so see the at clayton i need you to oh, listen it's to this, this soundtrack. specific one okay yeah yeah it's a soundtrack that it was for like a cut level or something so it's not in the game but it is so funny sound oh
0: you hear it right away
1: exactly and I think people in the comments are like, yeah, the sneeze soundtrack. Cause it also kind of sounds like a sneeze.
0: I see Crystal Fisher has commented on this.
1: Yes. Well, it's his video.
0: Oh, it's his video. Yeah. I see Crystal Fisher has posted this.
1: Yes. Anyway. Um, what what's the soundtrack called again? Andy's? Yeah. Okay. So I think that was for a either like a cut mini game or a cut like level.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um.
1: Yeah. And there's a few a few other soundtracks there that are also from cut content. Um, but so the soundtrack for this game was um, done by Stuart Copeland, who is both the drummer for The Police, like the band The Police, not not the general.
0: No, the Police. Yeah, the yeah, the U.S. Yeah. Police Force. He's the drummer. No. <laughs>
1: um, and he he also did all the music for Spyro One through Three. So that the soundtrack still kind of has that classic i mean i think he sort of like updated his style a little bit for this game because it does a lot of like different like vocal samples which is something he did not do in the past games anyway um but it's cool that they kept the same um soundtrack guy i thought but um aside from the soundtrack oh by the way cloud nine best soundtrack in the game in my opinion all right um but i noticed a lot of issues where the audio or like this the sound effects were synced poorly with the visuals Straight up, some sound effects were playing or continued to play when they shouldn't have. So a creepy example of this is in the Thieves' Den level, there are these, like, rip-talk sorcerers that you have to kill um, by using your Wing Shield and deflecting the spells they throw at you, which is also really fucked up, and the physics on that are janky, and the reflections shoot all over the place, and it's really hard and obnoxious to deal with. But after you kill the wizard guy the the weird like creepy chant thing he's doing will continue for like 20 seconds after he's dead mm. and it's creepy and upsetting That's interesting.
0: Like, yeah. Cuz I I like, had some audio issues like that where sound continued and I was like, yes. "Oh, my game's bugging or something," but maybe it just was poorly It's crafted. it's just
1: poorly. I think it's just poorly implemented, okay. yeah. So so it was like really lacking in polish in that in that way too.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to the sound design. So if that's all you got, I'm good to go.
1: Oh, also when you play as Spyro and you like run into something, he always goes, yeah, And that's like, it's, it gets really annoying after a while. Okay. Is it Especially Tom Kenny? Like, yeah.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But like some of the hit boxes on the walls are also funky. So you'll like run into something without meeting to and he'll go, yeah, And it's like, shut up, mm-hmm. shut up.
0: <laughs> so a good game to play muted. Or yeah, if you could turn off the, everything but the soundtrack, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for sound. You good? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh quickly touch on some. I think we covered most of the performance stuff. So just to reiterate most of this, I was playing OPL hard drive on the PS2. Uh, there are issues with that method. You have to run it in a specific compatibility mode. And even then, it's not like it's not without crashes. Um, mm. You're running on an emulator and you were also having issues with certain areas, right?
1: Um, yeah, the so the, I didn't like keep trying, but the last level uh, made my emulator crash. However, there are some things, some like tweaking you can do with the emulator to fix like the shitty frame rate issues a little bit and to like kind of help the game out that way. I think I
0: did watch a playthrough of the game in 60 FPS and it looked better for being yeah like it looked yeah. more fun to play for that reason.
1: Right. Um, There is even without like that emulator crashing on when I played this on the PS2, I remember there being, and I've seen this in other people's playthroughs. So, you know, it's like an issue. There is like a consistent, a fairly consistent bug with the last level, like the Jurassic, whatever level, um, where there's like a, I think like a, there must be like a loading trigger or something that's bugged because you will like walk into the next section and the level just like won't load. Mm -hmm. It'll just like refuse. So you can see like the gems like floating on this, like, invisible plane and you can't really like do anything about it okay so yep
0: yeah so even if you get the game running (laughs) you're you're still gonna have problems You're still gonna have problems you'll have correct problems as opposed to incorrect problems yeah so it's gonna be a buggy experience even if you do have the disc and you're just playing correctly so
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah all right let's move on to the recommendation section morgan Mm -hmm. where can you play this game ps2 and gamecube that's it has not been ported
1: anywhere else. Why would it be?
0: Um <laughs> I imagine it, like most most multi-platform games, I imagine the GameCube version might run better, but I can't say for certain. I did I watched GamePlu game Cabe throughs <gasps> is what I was about to say. Uh GameCube playthroughs and they still had a lot of issues. So I don't know if it's gonna be a, a fix for all the uh the poor optimization. And I don't think yeah, this wouldn't be. You could play it on the Wii, like or the or a backwards compatible PS3. So yeah. it's kind of locked to those systems. Um, mm-hmm. Morgan, would you recommend this game?
1: This this version of the game, no. And <coughs> I, we will. I will answer that further in depth um, with your next question. Okay, okay. But go ahead and give your answer. Uh, no.
0: Okay. Next okay. question. Does this <laughs> okay. game need a remake? Uh, I, your I, I would say no. You go. Okay. ahead, Morgan.
1: <laughs> so. Um there I know that there are like a lot of fans who have nostalgia for this game and would have loved to have played a version of it that was maybe more polished or more fleshed out. There is a fan project in the works. I think I don't think it's done yet. I think it's still in development where somebody is making a mod for the Reignited trilogy to recreate this game like as 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 like a fully fleshed out like mod for that mm-hmm. for that trilogy. Um The last updates I saw for that were on, uh, we've mentioned Crystal Fissure, like, I think a few seconds ago on his YouTube channel. So if you want to check that out, it looks like really good and it's running through like the Reignited engine or whatever. So it actually like runs in functions, Mm -hmm. like it's not going to be a broken mess. So if you want to play the game, that's probably the best way to do it. But I don't think it's fully like out yet.
0: So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Does Crystal Fisher only cover Spyro and Crash, or is it mainly just retro content?
1: I think he covers. I've seen him. I think do Jack and Daxter stuff. I don't know. He he does like a mishmash of things, but mainly Spyro and Crash. Okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um, he also
1: makes his own music.
0: So neat. If you're into that, yeah. Love me some retro tunes. Shout out to Pizza Hotline. <laughs> also making retro tunes. Yeah. Listener of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, anyway. Um, what would you like to see next in the series, Morgan?
1: Spyro 4. Yeah, Spyro not Four. Not this one. This does not count. This is
0: not Spyro 4. Much like no, the not. last Crash game we played was not Crash 4, this is not Spyro 4.
1: Exactly.
0: I would like to see Spyro 4 as well. Put Toys for Bob on that. They did such a great job with Crash 4. Yeah. I assume yes. that they would they would murder it with a Spyro 4. They're like they're legitimately like one of the most talented I feel like one of the most talented studios when it comes to this specific genre of games Yeah, not being allowed to work on what they're best at. It's frustrating. It's yeah, frustrating. they killed
1: it with, with Crash 4. Yeah. yeah. And
0: they were the ones in charge of the uh, Spyro Reignited remake as well, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And yeah, they're just... Why? Why? You're wasting them. Did it, give them to me. <laughs> give them to me. I assume yeah. that Crash 4 did not do amazing.
2: Oh, but it, it still
0: probably did good. But, like, I'm sure Activision has a very skewed perception Ugh. of success.
1: It's freaking corporate. Morgan is
0: seething s- right s- now. Sweet,
1: I'm the only one yeah. who can see
0: it, but Morgan is seething. Next,
1: you're going to put advertisements in my sky, and then I'm coming <laughs> for you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, give us Spyro 4. Yeah. Or else. <laughs> All right. That's... Spyro into the dragonfly, everybody. Okay. Next game. Rule of Rose. God have mercy on our souls. We're <laughs> well, not gonna make it, Morgan.
1: What a tonal shift. Yes. From spyro happy fantasy land to
0: uh who Grimdark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so much like Haunting Grounds, this is a Haunting Ground. Haunting Ground, sorry. Demento. (laughs) Much like Demento, this is a very like, obscure, hidden gem survival horror game for the PS2. Um, Yeah. Developed by none other than uh, Punchline, the Chulip People. What a departure. (laughs) Uh, The game that was banned in the UK. I don't know if it ever released there. Um, Oh, okay. Wait, was it banned? Significant controversy. We'll get into it. We'll figure out the actual truth. for the episode um (laughs) there was issues uh horror game set in like a boarding school i think i think it's gonna be a good time
1: are they are they british
0: probably british morgan all right this is gonna be a tough one for us we're a bunch of little babies
1: yeah i'm not like uh, i'm looking forward
0: to it but like not i'm scared of it yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm like the uh the simpsons haha i'm in danger sort of thing right now yeah,
1: I, I've, like, watched some video essays on it, but it's, long, it's been long enough that I've sort of forgotten. Mm. But I remember, like, listening to the video essays and being like, this is fucked up.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> I'm excited to compare it to Haunting Ground whenever we get the, yeah. once we actually play it. So, Yeah. that'll be for October, spooky month. Um, okay. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, all righty. All right, thank you for listening to this episode. Please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating. Subscribe or follow to stay up to date with what we're playing. Share the podcast with a uh, friend who loves PS2 or this generation of games. Uh, Or Naruto. Or Naruto. Um, (laughs) Write in with any questions or feedback to analogstickmail at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.